This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, the Monty Show is live on your YouTube channel. Good morning. Uh, Our show, as always, is presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Simply put, the best injury attorneys in the business where you never pay a retainer or any kind of consultation fee. In fact, you don't pay The Advocates until they win your case. Check them out online, theadvocates.com. There's a cool little chat feature there as well. You click it, you can talk to an attorney live 24-7, 365 at theadvocates.com. Huge story developing for your Utah Jazz as Jordan Clarkson has asked to be traded. Jordan knows that the Jazz, under the rules of the CBA, can't extend him. And Jake, I think this is one of those stories that, you know, quite frankly, I I don't see that there's a happy ending no matter how this works out because... A, I just don't see a way that the Utah Jazz can keep Jordan Clarkson. He is easily, I think, the Utah Jazz most popular player. Right. But under the terms of the CBA, the Jazz can only extend Jordan Clarkson to 120%. Even if they trade Jordan, he can sign an extension that's 105% of his current year salary. He's only making about $14 million. They can only extend him out to about $16 million. There's no way that the Jazz can pay Jordan Clarkson even close to his market value, which is somewhere around 20 to $22 million. Jake, I don't see how this conversation ends with Jordan Clarkson wearing a note on his chest. Yeah, it doesn't. Uh, it ends with him going to a, a contending team, and this is what, what we've been saying for uh, you know a week at this point. Like You need, you need to trade Jordan Clarkson, and, and I feel like... You know, once again, and and we're going to talk about Ryan Smith later in the show, but once again, we find ourselves in a situation where we get, I'm not going to trade Joe Ingles, I'm not going to trade Jordan Clarkson, and we need to trade Jordan Clarkson now because Jordan understands the CBA, as you were just explaining, and he understands the position that he's in, and he also understands that he's not getting younger. He also understands that he, he, you know, he needs to go ahead and try to win another championship here. And, and I think Jordan is acutely aware of the fact that he's one of the best players on a bad team. And that's just the reality of the situation. And I don't think that that's where he wants to be. And, and frankly, I don't think that's where most players want to be. They want to be, you know, trying to be the best player on the best team, not the worst team. So to me, it, 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 is, a, it is an unfortunate situation. However, this is the business of basketball. When we tell you, hey, you can't be emotional about these guys. You can't be so attached to these guys that you're surprised when a guy like Jordan Clarkson comes out and says, hey, move me to a contender. That is life. That's going to happen. So I just think this solidifies, hey, you need to trade the guy as soon as you can possibly trade him. Well, I also think from a business perspective, this is a no-brainer. I mean, this is not a difficult decision whatsoever. Jordan Clarkson is on the wrong side of 30. He is likely to get uh, 60 to $65 million worth of an extension over three years when he does go to free agency this summer. That's a, just a non-starter for the Utah Jazz based on where they are and, and where they're going. I mean, they are a rebuilding team at this point. They are a fringe playoff team. In three years, they will likely just be be competing as a contender for a Western Conference championship 
It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense based on the timeline and where the Jazz are. For Jordan Clarkson, he's a valuable contributor on a contending team. And I think the Jazz almost have no choice but to trade Jordan because they can't extend him. They can't pay him to the level that others can. Why would you hold him back? He has been a good teammate. He has been a good player for this team. Remember, he's won a six-man-of-the-year award. Jordan Clarkson's done a lot. He's the guy that you use to roll out those new uniforms. You owe this to Jordan Clarkson. He's been a good team man. You need to trade Jordan Clarkson to a contender, Jake. And I think that's the question. Will they, will they do that? I don't know that they will do that. I mean, uh -huh. certainly there are a lot of teams around this league that have interest in Jordan. Yeah. Uh, I was told yesterday by an NBA source that the market will be, quote, robust for Jordan Clarkson should the Jazz choose to make him available. Um, I would believe that that the Lakers certainly would have to have interest in that. The Suns would have interest in that. The Atlanta Hawks would have interest in that. Yeah. I'd have to think the New York Knicks would have interest in that. I mean, he is an upgrade for just about every sixth man around this league. And if you can afford Jordan Clarkson, I don't know how you don't make that trade. Yeah, 100%. And I think that that's that's why I say, like, I, I just think that this... I'm not going to sit here and say this was an, uh, certainly an inevitability, if you will. Like, this was always going to be the case. Like, I think before yesterday happened, there was some thought that, hey, maybe we can extend him and we can, you know, we can work with Jordan on a deal or whatever. But I think that, you know, again, guys, listen, athletes understand their, that their time in their given profession is not forever. And Jordan understands, I would assume, that, hey, yeah, while I went to the NBA Finals as part of Cleveland's roster, you know, in 17-18, like, I wasn't, like, the face of that team. I wasn't some integral part of them winning a championship. I just wasn't. That was a different time in Jordan's career. So, I think what Jordan truly covets based on the information we have and what he's asking to, to have happen here is Jordan wants to go to, uh, uh, you know, a Boston or some contender, somebody who is for sure in the playoffs and going to play for a championship, and he wants to go and be that difference maker that puts him over the top. That's what I would guess, more even than wanting to be paid 24 a year. I think that's what he wants. Yeah, and I don't think there is a scenario where the Jazz keep him. I, I, it just makes absolutely no sense. That's a first-round pick in this year's draft sitting on your roster yeah. who has now asked you to be traded. It, it makes all the sense in the world for the Jazz to do this. I think it's not an easy trade. I think, from what I was told yesterday again, that Jordan Clarkson and Ryan Smith have a very good relationship. There is mutual respect. Um, they clearly like each other. I think this is going to be a very difficult split for both sides. I think Jordan has handled himself remarkably well. Um, it was pointed out to me that he has been very, very uh, quiet. He has been very private about his desire to win a championship. Uh, now, I think Jordan is a couple of things. I think he's a very savvy businessman. I think Jordan Clarkson realizes, as you said, that his championship window and his value to a championship contender is only is only shrinking. It's not growing. When you are Jordan Clarkson's age, which is right on 30, generally the slide is is steep. And it's going to be difficult to play at the level that he plays at. I think he's doing exactly the right thing. Because I also want to make this clear. I was told straightforward, this is not a trade demand. Trade me or, or, or else. This is Jordan Clarkson going to the Jazz and saying, I am not going to sign a contract extension. I would like to be traded to a contender. 
And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Jordan has gone out of his way to be very private about it. Jordan has gone out of his way not to be a distraction. I don't see how you don't grant this request if you're the Jazz. One, it's better for your organization. Two, it's better for the player. And three, if you're keeping him, I think you're being selfish. Mm -hmm. There's no upside to keeping him. He's not going to be an all-star this year. He's not a guy that is vital to your win and loss success because, frankly, winning and losing is not what's paramount for this club this year. It makes all the sense in the world to trade Jordan Clarkson. And my guess is Danny Ainge views Jordan Clarkson as a guy who can bring him a first-round pick. And what have we talked about all week long on this show? The equation is, get me four first-round picks this year. You've already got three, your own, Minnesota's pick, and I believe it'll be Brooklyn's pick. So you'll have at least three in the first round. If you trade Jordan Clarkson, that's four. And if you make the Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, THT deal to get John Collins from Atlanta, which I believe is is a pretty good there's a pretty good chance that trade happens. Right. I would put that trade at 65, 70% that that trade happens. You have the potential in those deals to wind up with five to six first round picks. That's what we call leverage, control, power in the NBA. Those are transformative pieces of currency yeah. that you can't replicate any other way. And certainly keeping Jordan Clarkson doesn't add up to a transformative move for this Utah Jazz team. I... I know it's painful. I know it's hard. I know as a Jazz fan, it's difficult to say goodbye to Rudy Gobert. I know it's difficult to say goodbye to, you know, Donovan Mitchell, Royce O'Neal, Jordan Clarkson, the all of that. The team you knew. Yeah, the team you knew and loved over the last three years. Well, that's going to be gone when Jordan Clarkson gets moved. But I think it's absolutely necessary. And the way, again, that you turn Dante Exum into Jordan Clarkson, Danny Ainge is capable of far more than that. And I think you have to believe that Danny Ainge can get that job done. And I want to make sure that that we that we do a really good job distinguishing um, what Jordan's doing here because I don't want to see comments today about oh well Jordan wants to leave so he can kick rocks get his ass out of here. Yeah, no, that's not what this is, and I need you guys to understand that. Do you understand? And and I just want to make this really clear, Jordan Clarkson. Could have said nothing, right? He could have played out the string, said nothing, kept his intentions close to the vest. Like right. He could have done that and then not signed the extension and screwed the Jazz and said, all right, see you later. Walking not signing. away in the summer. I'll see you guys later. You're not getting anything from me. But that's not what he's doing. What Jordan is doing is he's saying, okay, I respect this organization. I love this organization. You know, unfortunately, this organization is no longer playing for you know, a championship or is no longer a postseason contender, if you will, like we were. And so I understand, hey, with my particular set of circumstances, it, I now am being put in a position because of the teardown and rebuild to have to ask to be traded to a contender. And again, I want to emphasize, he didn't need to do that. Jordan Clarkson shouldn't be painted as some villain or as some bad guy or some guy who who is just a complete time waster or negative person. That's not what this is. Jordan is helping the Jazz, man. He's saying not only is he asking or making his intentions known or his desires known early and giving, you know, Zanuck and Danny time, but he's also kept it quiet. He hasn't been a distraction. Yeah, I, I don't know that I would agree with you that Jordan is helping the Jazz. I do think a Jordan Clarkson trade helps the Jazz. 
I think Jordan Clarkson's number one motivation is taking care of Jordan Clarkson. And I think him getting paid, he recognizes that the only way that he's going to get paid at the top of the market, which is, again, 20. I think his value is 20 to 22. I don't see 24 to 26 as some have surmised. I think it's 20 to 22 from what I've I've been able to to get from people I talk to around the league that he's worth 20 to 22 million dollars on the open market and I think teams would be willing to go 3 years. That's 66 million dollars at the top end of that. I think that's what his motivation is. He knows that he's not going to get anywhere near 66 million dollars from the from the Jazz. But, and But he didn't need to get out in front of this thing is my point. Like I'm not saying. The oh, guy I would is agree with that. Work, right, but like, right, right. I but would like, agree with that. But like, he is helping the Jazz. Like that's my firm opinion. He didn't need to do any of this. He didn't need to. Like wh what I mean by that is, on paper, he has no allegiance to the Jazz. He doesn't need to do this. He doesn't need to right, get out in front right. of it. He certainly, by the way, he doesn't need to be quiet about it. Yet he is, and we've seen this trend. We saw it with Donovan. We saw it with Rudy. We saw it with Royce O'Neal. Like. These guys, there's something that happens in this organization where guys are willing to to be private about the ongoing negotiations. You don't hear these guys in well, the media. But who represents Jordan Clarkson too, though? Mm -hmm. Clutch Sports. Mm -hmm. and, important factor. You know what? I think it's a very important factor. Clutch Sports is very difficult to deal with. They are very good negotiators on behalf of their clients. And I think this is really savvy business by Clutch Sports. And I think that when you look at Jordan Clarkson, I would expect nothing less. I would not expect him. Jordan's not a public figure. Jordan is a very private guy. He's a very low-key cat. Like, I don't expect, I would not expect him to stand in front of the media and be like, I want out. You know what's interesting about that, though? Because I do agree with that. But what's interesting is for the Jazz, he's been, he was the face of the franchise until Lori got here, until Lori kind of got settled uh, isn't down. Isn't he still, though? Don't, I, I, I don't look know. at Jordan Clarkson, I think he is... Do you agree? He, I think he's by far their most popular player. He's he's their most popular player, but notice that the branding package is all about Laurie Markkinen, and it well, has been for a couple. But weeks. I think Laurie's a Laurie's an all star. I think, and I I should say, by the way, Jazz fans, you might want to consider I don't know voting for Laurie Markkinen in the all star balloting. That he is, <coughs> I, I mean, his vote total is embarrassingly low. Um, but I think Laurie Markkinen is just a better all around player than JC is. Jordan Clarkson's most popular player on this team. Mm -hmm. He's an international superstar. I mean, if you don't know, Jordan uh, has Filipino roots, so he has a huge following. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, globally, he. Is, I mean, the guy is. He's he's just their most popular player. There's no doubt about it. You look. You you, you take a look around. You see a ton of, of double zero jerseys. Like, I think this is a really difficult situation for Ryan Smith and the Jazz. Ryan is a very heartfelt guy. Um, I think one of the reasons that guys like playing for the Jazz is simply put that the Utah Jazz take care of their guys. Uh, the Utah Jazz, uh, you know, if you're a player on the Jazz, I mean, you are you are well taken care of. You you pretty much don't want for anything, and you know whether that is comfortable locker rooms, whether that is better food, better hotels on the road. I mean, that was brought up to me. Um, I don't know what two three months ago that one of the things that really is attractive about this organization is the way they travel. They travel very comfortably and not every NBA organization does uh, like, I mean, just training table food that's provided to them, comfort that's provided to them. Uh, you know, the facilities they have, Vivint arena, like the, the science bank basketball center, like 
they're well taken care of in Utah. Once guys get here, they don't necessarily want to leave. And when they do, it's more of a uh, it's more of a Donovan Mitchell situation where he just wasn't comfortable here. The bottom line is on Jordan Clarkson is he likes being here. Yeah. The bottom line on Jordan Clarkson is he's not eager to leave Salt Lake City. He's eager to get the probably the final contract of his NBA career. Yeah. And he can't waste that financial opportunity. And so I think when you look at Jordan and you look at Clutch Sports, they're going to maximize every single penny that's available to them. And the only way that happens is to opt out of his deal in the summer. He has a player option this summer that he can walk away from, and he is going to sign a significant extension with another team. And I think he wants to win a championship. And I actually agree with Jordan on this. Summer is not when he's going to get closer to a championship. Right now, the Jazz trading Jordan Clarkson to a title contender gets them a first-round pick. And, oh, by the way, it puts him on an NBA title contender. Yeah, That, to me, is the best, most respectful move for Jordan Clarkson. And I'm telling you, who's the team that fits that bill the most? No, it's the Phoenix Suns because the Suns have all of their first-round picks. That nets the Jazz what they need, and the Phoenix Suns absolutely need Jordan Clarkson's production as a sixth man. Yeah, I will again say, and I was told it yesterday, the Phoenix Suns are the most aggressive team on the phones in the NBA. If you're the Phoenix Suns, how are you not inquiring about Jordan Clarkson? Yeah, I, It just doesn't make sense to me that you're not. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up in Phoenix. I would not be surprised to see Jordan Clarkson, even though I don't believe that they are an NBA title contender, I would not be surprised to see the Knicks aggressively pursuing Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. I would not be surprised to see the Cleveland Cavaliers aggressively pursuing Jordan Clarkson. Thanks. You put Clarkson on that team, they're instantly an Eastern Conference Finals contender. There is no doubt about and that. And they do need help in their second unit, for <laughs> there sure. Is, yeah. There is no doubt about that. Yeah. So for me, I think uh, I, I, I will just be repetitive and say my NBA sources told me yesterday there is a robust market for Jordan Clarkson. Yeah, and I think what's interesting, like, you know, when a JC deal happens, because it's not if, it's when, it's going to happen, you know, how that impacts the Jazz roster. Because I, I, I think that, you know, this whole... Been, and I think that, you know, with him coming back, today and you know he's gonna start getting his minutes again you know you look at you know guys go up a rung on the roster you know so now you know you you insert colin into the starting lineup maybe naw is your six man now this yeah. gives you the opportunity to play tht quite a bit more so you can trade him more quickly you know rudy gay's god awful defense might see some more minutes until they do something with him yeah you know so like it, it just changes things so it'll be interesting to see how how, how it impacts the roster all right, before we get to your comments, let's remind you that all of our NBA and our Jazz Talk is presented by Quick Quack Car Wash. Awesome experience again yesterday at Quick Quack. Drove the Audi through, um, and it was quick. You know, I was worried it was dinner time. I thought for sure, hey, you know, it's 5.30. This line's going to be crazy. And there was a line at Quick Quack in the district. But guess what? In and out in five minutes. Boom, done. Across the street, Protein Foundry. It took me longer to get my, my shake at Protein Foundry in the district than it did to get a Quick Quack car wash yesterday. That's how quick and efficient they are. Klaus looks amazing. It always looks amazing. And the best part about Quick Quack is you deal with human beings. I love, love, love that I don't have to put my credit card into a machine at Quick Quack Car Wash. I hand it to the guy, 
he, he runs it through. Or in my case, the best part is I've only had to do that one time because now I have a membership. I pay $21.99 a month. He puts my license plate in, flu game. Hey, Monty, how are you? Here's your dashboard wipe. Cool. They run me through. Car looks great. See you over the weekend. It's that simple. I'm in and out of there in five minutes. Yeah. I'm in and out of there no matter how. It feels like no matter how long the line is, I'm in and out in five minutes. So yeah. I love my guys at Quick Quack. Make sure you find them. And when you go through the car wash, make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. All right. Let's talk Utah Jazz with you. As always, we appreciate you guys being here. Um, let's see. Who's our, who's our lucky winner of the first, first one through today? Uh, let's go with Kanai Johnson. KJ, good to see you, my friend. He says, top of the morning, fellas. I was reading about John Collins and the Jazz for Vando and Beasley. Do it. Oh, I think you. I think the deal that still makes the most sense is that you would send, and I believe it's Beasley and Vando end up in Phoenix. And now I think you can replace Beasley with Clarkson and Vando end up in Phoenix. Uh, because I think you have to make two trades. I think to get the most value out of it, you've got to keep Beasley and Clarkson out of the same deal. I think you get far more value that way. That's just my opinion. Uh, But let's say it's Beasley and Vando to Phoenix. Um, You would end up sending a guy like Talon Horton Tucker to Atlanta, um, who also gets Jay Crowder from Phoenix. And the Jazz end up with John Collins, uh, from Atlanta and you know whoever that that filler might be to make the contract work or to make the trades work contractually and I think you go about your life I love John Collins on this team I will go to my grave and say the the biggest toll on this 2022-2023 Utah Jazz roster is without question a power forward Thanks. and I think John's a good rebounder I I think that he needs development and this is the organization currently that is doing a great job developing its talent, whether yeah. that's Malik Beasley, a veteran, NAW, you know, Walker Kessler, I think, has evolved. Like you look at the way that they're getting the most out of guys. I look at Laurie Markinen as another guy that's developed. He was never this dynamic in Chicago or Cleveland. He was a guy that would settle for the three point shot. It was easy to defend Laurie Markinen in, yeah. in Chicago and Cleveland. It's not so easy to defend him in, in Utah because he's more dynamic. He's running the floor. He's he's in He's clearly in better physical condition, Laurie Markkinen is, than he's been at any other time in his career. So I think it makes a lot of sense. Absolutely, it makes a lot of sense. Troy Cushing, how the heck are you? Troy is a member of the program. Uh, Morning, my guys. Would love to see what Danny uh, has in store for the draft. Program. Well, I would love to see Danny Ainge have at a a minimum four first-round picks in this draft. And if he's able to do that, man, I'm telling you, if Danny Ainge has four first-round picks... I mean, I, I have to believe he's going to package those picks for a star. Well, and I would imagine, you know, I mean, he's he's got, you know, three right now, you know, and then, you know, that deal before the JC stuff happened, you knew, hey, he's probably going to pick up a fourth for this year. So it wouldn't be surprising to me if he had, no, you know, five. It, it would not at all. Uh, Giggity, how the heck are you? Good to see you. A member as well. Gage Carter, also a member. Morning, guys. I would love to see John Collins in a jazz jersey. Why? Yeah, I, I. What's your What's your take on it? Yeah, Gage, 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 Gage is a Southerner, my friends. Mm-hmm. So Gage sees a lot of John Collins, salty drunk in Australia. Our international contingency, the championship is irrelevant. It's all about the mighty dollar. I don't know about that. I, I don't I know about think that. For JC, it's all about the dollar. But yeah, I mean, it, it, it is a big factor for sure. I, I mean, I don't disagree with you 100, percent but 
I'm not going to sit here and say the guy is just trying to be a paid assassin. I mean, I, I think there's no doubt that that a guy in Jordan Clarkson's position cares about getting a championship. He no, does. I would agree with that. I would agree with that, a hundo P. Uh, Kurt Myers says, morning, people. BYU let the Zags steal one last night. Uh, no. Contraremont for BYU <clears throat> not only put it on a silver platter, okay? It was a platinum platter. They gift-wrapped the game. And I thought it was really cool that they put the game in a cute little gift box, used really cool wrapping paper, and then put a nice little hand-tied bow on top of it and just presented the victory to Gonzaga. Don't Gonzaga. call me Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Just, I mean, Gonzaga. did you see the way um, that, you know, no, I'm going to stop. Next comment. That was an absolute debacle. No, before next comment. Did you see the end of the, the Gonzaga-BYU game? Where Gonzaga, Gonzaga comes down to take a one-point lead after BYU misses a free throw that would have made it a three-point game. The Zags get the rebound, promptly dribble down the floor and shoot an unmolested three-point shot. I mean, is this the dagger? You might, I, and I know that I'm a talk show host. I am not a basketball coach. Right, right, right. You might want to put a hand up. Um, I, I know it's um, groundbreaking. I know, um, I know it's groundbreaking. Um, it's crazy talk. I would put a hand up on a three-point shooter from Gonzaga. Hell out of here with that. Might want to put it. I know it's crazy. It's Friday. I haven't had why a lot do, of why sleep. Do you, why do you gaslight people? Why do you got to say ridiculous things? Come on. Like contesting I'm a wide-open shot with the game on the line? Come on. My brain is in a fog. But you might want to <laughs> put a hand up on a three against Gonzaga. Gonzaga. Idiots. Go play intramurals, brother. You should. If you're not going to defend a three when you're up two, what good is it? Idiot. All right. Josh Lumberton says, steal one. Kurt, BYU choked down the stretch. They were careless with the basketball and played some very questionable defense as well. <coughs> I agree. Morning, Teddy Wayman, who's up, also Teddy? a member. By the way, um, have you become a member of the Dude, program? yesterday was quite the day in the membership Instagram chat. Now, now, yesterday, I do recall, you became famous yesterday and in national level, right? I did. Like, you, you, you made an appearance on Jim Rome's show. That's right, I did. We were sitting around the uh, Monty Show compound, um, and Jim Rome has a, uh, a segment called What's Your Beef? And the calls were terrible, so I decided to upgrade the calls yesterday. <laughs> you know, I, I, do, I do what I can do here on the program. Now, again, if you were a member, you'd have seen that because it was epic. It was a... It, was, it may have included a guy wearing a thong in Walmart... May have included something about did. the Costco sample table. Might have included something about some douchebag talking about rear windshield wipers and not using a turn signal. You, you know, know, like it might have included you know. some of that stuff. So you, know. you should be a member just for the pure comedy. Okay, here's how you become a member of the program. Right. I'm going to put a link in the comments right now. Um, there you go. And all you have to do is click that link. You join. It's $9.99 a month, and here's what you get. You get an exclusive members-only video on a daily basis right here on the Monte Show YouTube channel. But you also get access into our members-only 
uh, Instagram chat group, which is great. During the BYU game last night, we were all chatting up about BYU. We were all watching the game together. Um, there was there was an argument over, you know, like Jordan Clarkson's value. Like there was just, it's it's awesome. It's a community of folks. And all we do is sit around, chop up sports, chop up life, share pictures of you our dogs. You got three videos yesterday, if you were a member. You got the upload. Right, but then you got you got the JC information before anybody else had it. Correct, right? and then you got the Jim Rome call, which was incredible. It Absolutely was incredible. incredible. It was incredible. I was proud of myself. Yeah, yesterday. that was pretty good. That was awesome. Uh, let's see. Ron Nolan says, uh, Monty, you said three weeks ago the Jazz would be contending for an NBA championship in five years. Yeah. Okay. And what, what, what's I'm, your point? What what what's your point being? Uh, call it what it is. Gold digger. So you're saying that Jordan Clarkson's being a gold digger? So if I said to you, hey man, um, I know you've worked at this company for 25 years, but you can get a $7 million per year raise if you go across the street. And I know that you guys print 3D widgets over here, but they're the best 3D widget uh, printing company in the business right now, and they want to pay you Twenty million more dollars total. You do you want to go and take a job over there? No, no. So wait, you would say no to that, and then if you did, we could all call you a gold digger. Don't lie to me. That makes a lot of sense. Thanks for clarifying, uh, Steve Hambo. Why not just keep Jordan Clarkson for six man? That would be an ideal spot for a team he deserves to be here. Well, the problem is, I think Jordan Clarkson doesn't want to be here at the current number. I think Jordan Clarkson would love to finish his career in a jazz uniform. The problem is Jordan Clarkson is giving away, depending on who you believe, between six and eight million dollars a year if he resigns with the Jazz. Yeah. Which is never gonna happen. If you if you are Jordan Clarkson or if you are representing Jordan Clarkson, just so we're all on the same page, you would advise him to stay here and give up twenty to twenty four million dollars total compensation. That ain't no. walking around money, dude. That ain't walking around money. If you're Jordan Clarkson, if you're the Jazz, you would love to keep him. I think Jordan Clarkson would like to finish his career in a Jazz uniform. He ain't giving up 24 million bucks to do that. And nobody in their right mind would. No. And that's why I'm saying don't vilify this guy. Be better. I'd rather get Jonathan Isaac for less rather than um, going for Collins. Yeah, I, I think Jonathan Isaac is a pipe dream. And the problem is, and I don't know, I should look this up before I say it, but Jonathan Isaac... Um, has missed a lot of time. And I, I mean, I, I, I don't hate Jonathan Isaac, but I, he, I mean, he's, I just don't know that he is, he, he's, he doesn't play a lot of games. I mean, he just, I mean, he's coming off of a major, like, yeah, I, he, I'm not here for that right now. John Collins to me is a lower, is a lower risk. And anytime you're making a big trade, I think you have to consider the risk of it. Yeah. I, I think you have to. H.E. Pennypacker says, uh, let Ainge cook. Agreed. I agree. BTS Dance Studio says, Lakers. Lakers on a championship contender. Did anybody see Dallas and the Lakers last night? Mm -hmm. And did you see Luka had a 30-point triple-double last night? My name is Luka. A 30-point triple-double for Luka. And LeBron did not get a single call in the fourth quarter or overtime. Yeah. And I don't understand it. The Lakers got fouled on a game-winning three-point chance. Clearly. But why did you pass that ball, LeBron James? LeBron should have shot that ball. He didn't. 
Then in overtime, he goes to the basket with the game on the line, gets hammered underneath, no call to go to double overtime, and Luka wins it. Yeah. And I, I just don't understand. Like, how are you not getting calls? How are you not getting calls if you're LeBron James at crypto, yeah. at home, at yeah. crypto? How are you not getting That's calls? That's what I was going to say. That's in your amazing. Own building. I, I don't get it. Uh, talking with Raphael. Podcast. Uh, says, make sure you hit the like button. Appreciate that. Edgar Garcia. Monty Jake correct, and you are correct. He is looking outside for himself while also helping the Jazz out. Yeah, don't disagree with that. Uh, Big Dog O-Town, how are you? The moment he said he didn't want to sign the extension, he was showing much respect to the Jazz if you know the business side of basketball. I don't disagree with that at all. Shout the Mobamba. I don't disagree with that. Uh, Louis Capazzo says Clarkson is not pulling a Hayward. Thank goodness he has backbone and didn't want a bad stigma. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I just, I'm not here for all the people hating on the guy. I, I don't understand why there are people hating on the guy. And I'm not saying most of you are, but there is clearly a contingent that is like, oh, well, hey, he doesn't want to play here. See ya. Like, I, I just don't understand that. I, I firmly am in the camp that, you know, I'd even go as far as to say he's doing the Jazz a favor. Because again, he didn't need to share any of this. He didn't need, like, from a business perspective, it would have been easier to just say, nope, I'm on my player option, not resigning here. We'll see you guys later. Yeah, I, I just... Uh, but he didn't do that. No, I... I yeah. Uh, Troy Cushing says the NBA is a business. These players are all looking to win and make money. And I don't think there's anything... And, and, and again, you bring, up, you bring up Gordon Hayward as we talk Utah Jazz on the Monty Show presented by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash. I will tell you, Gordon Hayward's only mistake is executing the blog. <laughs> Gordon Hayward made the exact same decision you, me, your mom, and your cousin would have made. We'd all taken the money from Boston. Yeah. We all would have. By the way, has his decision been validated? Yeah, I think it is. It has. Yep. No doubt about it. If Gordon Hayward doesn't snap that twig his first game out for the Celtics, I think I could make the argument that they win a championship. Nar. I think they, they would have won a championship with Gordon Hayward on that team. And yeah, you could make the argument that roster moves would have been done. Okay. The Boston Celtics with a healthy Gordon Hayward, were better than the Utah Jazz. Point, point blank. By the way, why haven't you thanked Gordon Hayward for Donovan Mitchell yet? Because if Gordon's here, Don's not. Like, there's a, there's a give and take on everything. Yep. And it, it's so incredible to me that sports fans can't see that. Hey, thanks, Dennis Lindsay, uh, you know, for Jordan Clarkson. Well, what do you mean? Well, because you drafted Dante Exum, who you then traded for Jordan Clarkson. It ain't rocket science, dude. Like you have to look at the the you have to look at the equal reaction. Who'd you turn Trey Lyles into? Mm-hmm. You turn him into Donovan Mitchell. Yeah. So I mean, there's an equal and an opposite on all this stuff. That that's the bottom line. Uh, Raphael says, "Would a sign and trade for JC or a trade uh, will be sufficient? You can't sign and trade him because he's only eligible for 105 percent on a sign and trade." So, he, he, I mean, the bottom line here is you're going to trade him. He's going to opt out. He's going to opt away from his player option. He's going to go to free agency. Yeah. It's that simple. It is that simple. Trade him. Trade him. If he means that much to you, make him an offer in the summer. Yeah. But trade him. Yeah. There, there's, this is, this is not, there's just not a whole lot to even talk about in my opinion there. Yeah. Brett Robbins says, to be honest, even if he walked away for nothing, we get a thousand times value out of him. We gave the Cavs Dante Exum. Yeah, that's exactly right. Josh Lover and Clarkson for Don. Who says no? I don't say no. 
Trade him to the camp. <laughs> you know who says no? Don says no. Yeah. Uh, Josh also says Andrew uh, Nemhard would be a great point guard for the Jazz going forward. Sure he is. Uh, bots. Yes, there were some uh, adult dating bots in the chat. We took care of that. Uh, <laughs> Lewis says my wife got a free car wash at their newest location in the GZ. My car hasn't looked that good in a long time. I'm hey, telling you. Let's go, man. Telling you, man. We appreciate you going to Quick Quack Car Wash. Dilly, um, dilly. Dilly, dilly. It makes the world go round, dude. Yeah. It absolutely it. makes the world go round. Um, and yeah, you know, the best part about Quick Quack is their new locations. They offer you free stuff all the time. Yeah, and that's the cool um, thing. It's like, hey, you know, we just opened this new spot and we want you guys to come through and they do a good job. And now I would imagine, Lewis, I, I, I don't know. I don't know you well enough to know, I guess, but I would imagine the odds of you going back again are pretty good. How often do you guys get your car washed? You don't wash your car almost ever because it's like a quarter inch off the ground. Okay, it's not a quarter inch off the ground. It's not that low. And the other thing I like about Quick Quack <laughs> is that the last time we went to a non-Quick Quack car wash, we saw a guy have his exhaust ripped off the bottom of his custom car. It was a Subi too. That was so funny. And it was a WRX. <laughs> And his exhaust quite literally got ripped off the bottom of his car. No, I mean, for me, my my issue is uh, curb rashing my wheels. That's my, you know. Yeah, I've, you're good at I've curb rashing. Yeah, wheel. I have aftermarket wheels, so I don't want to, you know. He doesn't like about them rails, yeah. man. He don't like them on that rail. You know, uh, I don't know. It is, it is what it is. Um, I don't know um, who. Giggity says, Eric, Cade deserves the Michael Rappaport drop. Cade, oh my God! Um, Fucking Cole Beasley. Careful with your reporting today, Cade. Might oh, you mean the Twitter guy? Yeah. yeah, Twitter was lit last night. That was so funny. So this guy, if you don't follow me on Twitter, you're dumb. Uh, the Monty Show, M O N T Y, the Monty Show, uh, is where you follow me on Twitter and Instagram. So this guy, Cade, last night's like, you're always wrong. You don't know what you're talking about. And then he proceeds <laughs> to go back through my Twitter feed for like a year. Yeah. And post like four, five, six tweets that I tweeted about the jazz. Never mind that all of them happen. And he's like, see, here's all the things that Monty misreported. What well, was pointed out to him by Eric and Raleigh and like a dozen other people that, hey, bro, all those things happen. Yeah, well, that's because um, uh, uh, other reporters had better information. Um, okay. Um, well, you said I was wrong. Thank you. The f I don't understand the people who are like, yeah, you're dumb. Let me go back through your tweets for like a year. You know, you spent hours going through my Twitter timeline. Yeah. Over the last year. Appreciate the love, bro. Because that's all that is. Yeah, that is all that is. That is all love. Uh, Ron Nolan says JC is a Dunkin Donut and an awesome three point Krispy Kreme. I mean, why you got to bring up food? I, I'm man. not sure that I understand that reference, but we'll just go with it. You guys would have been proud of me yesterday, by the way, though. I drove by a Krispy Kreme in the hot and fresh light was on or whatever. It's oh called hot God, donuts. Oh, my God, just like that. Oh. Which means, did you guys know that when the Krispy Kreme light is on, that means they have fresh donuts and you get a free donut? Please. If you roll up the Krispy Kreme when the Krispy Kreme light is on, and I can't remember what it is, hot or fresh or what it says, you get a free donut. You get a free donut. I did not do it. I was very proud of myself. Jeff says, uh, haven't washed my truck since the summer. Dude. Dude, during the summer, I love getting the car washed. Love it. Yep, I do. Tanner says, uh, LOL, Kate is such a clown. I thought it was funny as hell. 
You ain't breaking me, bro. You making me. Yeah. Uh, Lewis says, I try to wash them once a week, ex except for my truck. It gets no love for months at a time. Yeah. That's how the Jeep is. I've got the lifted. We built a Rubicon. It never gets love. It never gets love. Um, let's see. Ron Nolan says, no diss on JC. Sometimes I choose the Burnett. Okay. You I, I don't understand. With you all should respect, go, to, go Ron, back like to I, bed, Nolan. What, I don't know what, what you're what doing. What are you talking about, man? No like, idea. You know. uh, Eric says, and you only got a dozen, right, Tim? No, I... I Dude, and then the funny thing is we drove by the Krispy Kreme. After we went to Quick Quack, we drive by the Krispy Kreme. We go to the Harmons, and what do they have? All their fresh donuts. Fat! It's the, the apple fritters at Harmons. I want it. My God. And I understand that apple fritters are not donuts. I'm a huge apple fritter guy. Fat! I, I am. Yeah. I mean, it is... What, yeah, Dude. what are you guys' favorite donuts? I'm a Long John guy. What? It's a donut. I've heard that about you. This, you, is, a, you this, are is, a, this is a family show, sir. No, you are a maple bar guy. Yeah, big maple. And old-fashioned. That's I what you are. I crush old-fashioned donuts. You know. Uh, let's see. Q Sam says, Monty, I saw you retweeting car being stolen. Was that in Utah? Yes, that was in South Jordan. What an odd thing, dude. Public service announcement from the Monty show. <laughs> do, 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 do. Um, <laughs> if you drive a truck in South Jordan, please don't leave it running on the driveway because Jabroni bro rolled up in his car with his bro, got out, jumped in the cab of the running Toyota Tundra and drove off. I want it. And I, first of all, it's brazen. Like you got balls, kid. But how stupid are you? Like you're going, that, that's, that's what we call Grand Theft Auto, sir. You're going to get caught. You're on tape. Do you, first of all, when you're, when you're stealing cars off driveways, do you understand you're on tape? You might want to cover your face. Doesn't make you feel responsible. Second of all, the ball's on that guy. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's amazing. Kurt Meyer says cougar tail. Tanner Plummer says cougar tail. Eric in Raleigh says, dozen Krispy Kremes and a half dozen apple fritters all day. All day. Uh, Jeremy Severe says, maple bar with bacon on top of it. My Atta God. boy, Jeremy. My God. Atta boy. NY Monty fan, good morning, sir. Uh, says, need to just get healthy again. No Krispy Kremes for me, only in my dreams. Yeah, I, I don't eat donuts, unfortunately. And I would like to. But yeah. I'll tell you this, last two weeks I've had very little, if any, sugar. And I just feel so much. When I don't eat... It's, it's what's so sad about a jack-in-the-box opening in Utah. When I don't eat out, when I eat at home, Mrs. Monty has made this amazing soup. She makes me like, she'll make me like vegetable rice. When I eat that way, dude, it's amazing. We really did. It's amazing. I, I, I put two contributions into the water treatment plan a day. Um, like, I mean, it's, it's great. Like, and then I would rather eat Krispy Kremes for like a month straight. NY Monty fan, you're exactly right. He also says, when it comes to donuts, I do not discriminate. All are welcome. That's right. That's right. But you, we all have our own. And I'm just glad there's no Dunkin' Donuts here in Utah. Because I love Dunkin'. They're really not in Utah? I don't believe so. Seriously? If they are, I don't know where it is. Uh, Troy says the maple bar is bomb. Okay, so am I the only one that's not on the maple bar train? Yeah, I'm a maple bar guy all day, bro. I am not a maple bar guy. And I'm a caramel guy all the way. I love caramel. 
But I'm not a maple bar guy. If you want to give me a chocolate long john, hell yes. There is a Dunkin' Donuts on Hill Air Force Base, and that's it. Okay. Well, and boys up at the base, hey, thanks for your service. I know we have a lot of guys up there that listen to the show. Thank you for your service. Please have some Dunkin' Donuts yeah, for would me. You guys have mind? the munchkins, the yeah. little donut hole munchkins. Oh, man. Back at the shitty radio station in Scottsdale. All the time. There was a Dunkin' Donuts down the street, at, and we would get there. We would we'd be at that drive-thru at 4.45 every day. and Frank Lloyd Wright. Every day. Yeah. And we would get like 24 munchkins and just crush them. Yeah. It, it's so good. I love it. Uh, Lewis says, love the maple-covered buttermilk bar from Lynn's Marketplace. Why? Oh, that sounds so good. Uh, cake donuts, no frosting, my favorite donut, healthcare reasons. Well, I agree. Now... If I'm if I'm just being a cash and I'm just gonna pound sugar and get on Rebelsis, I'm going with the double the double fudge donut. You're casual, dude. Amazing. That's that's kind of a tradition for us. I feel like yeah. Saturday morning drive up to Park City. Teddy Wayman says, "Yo, how do I get added to the Instagram chat? DM uh, SLC Supercars. I got you. DM me if you are a member of the program. Yeah, here on the program." Um, all you have to do is Instagram message Jake. He will add you SLC Jake. There you see his uh, name on the screen. SLC Jake. Yeah. Uh, and again, I'd encourage you guys to become members of the program, uh, because I mean, there are a lot of benefits to it and I'm just telling you now, um, that it has been phenomenal. We've been, we're over 50, by the way, no, we're at 49. So the next member who joins will be, will our, be the 50th. our 50th member. Uh, of the Monty Show. So if you join, you become member number 50, uh, which is a pretty good milestone in a week. I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at some of these names here, like New York Monty fan, like, you know, even Brandon Whiteside, as much as we disagree. You know, like there are some some everydayers in here that need to jump in this, that need to jump in this chat. And again, I know, I know. Hey, look, I know. It's another Netflix subscription. It's another Amazon. I get it. The difference is, is that it's, you get to ask us anything you want. There are things in that chat that we discuss on a regular basis that don't make it on the show just because we have so much to talk about on the show. Like I had someone like yesterday, we had, we had a meltdown about, about chicken sandos. And like, there was a, this whole, like probably a 20 minute conversation about it. Like it just is, it is a lot of fun. And it isn't just like, oh, well, I'm going to pay for extra videos. Yesterday in the chat was a special was day. I'm not, even yeah. gonna, I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. You know, no pun intended with donuts, right? Like <laughs> yesterday you got, we were standing here in the studio. I just want to make this clear. We were standing in the studio. My guy sitting here where we have Roman and I'm cutting video and doing uploads. We're just doing our work. He's like, you know what? F it. I'm calling into the Jim Rome show today because these calls suck. And I'm like, dude, get it. So this guy sits here for like 10 minutes, listening to the phone ring out, ring out, ring out. Calls one more time. He's like, it's the last time I'm doing this because I just don't think I'm going to get in. Dude picks up. What's your take? Hey, this is me. What's your take? Dude gives him his take. All right, hold on. Jim's going to put you on. It was awesome. Gets on. And the funniest thing about this video, and New York Monty fan and everybody else who's considering joining, funniest thing was he does the take. And then TV is like 30 seconds behind, right? It's always behind because they got to process it and then send it out. So you got the live take. Then you saw Jim's reaction live on TV. And it was one of the most entertaining things I think I've ever seen. So point is, long story short, that's the type of thing you're getting in this Instagram chat. 
as part of the membership in addition to the video we give you every day. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was phenomenal. It was hilarious, dude. I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely loved it. Um and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was it was absolutely a lot of fun. Yeah. And I'm trying to upload the video right now. Uh we'll show it to you. Um here because I just think it is it it was that much fun. Yeah. Um so I need I, I but you know listen, I think that's what you get in our membership. Um, you know, frankly, and I think it is, it's one of those things where you can just bank every day. We do fun stuff admittedly. And I know you guys probably don't care about this, but we do fun stuff on a daily basis, man. Like it is a, it is a lot of fun. Um, and I don't even, I don't even, what's the right way to say it. It is a lot of fun being us. It's just much more like. It's just much more chill. It's much more casual. It's much more fun. It's not just on the show. Like, it's this thing where now the members are watching the show, doing what they always do, and then they find us in the chat. Like, it's a cool thing. Yeah, and it's all weekend long. I can't wait to watch the NFL with you guys. All right, let me play these couple of clips for you. Here here is my appearance on the Jim Rome show yesterday. Sam, what's your beat? Let's go. Can somebody teach people to cop go to police their kids? You should be at Walmart if you're going to let your kid run around at Costco and pull off the $3 t-shirts off of that big stand. You should be at Walmart. By the way, if you're going to have kids at Costco, don't let them run roughshod over the sample table, dude. Some of us want to get in there, too. (laughs) I understand. Costco's way better than watching Guy wearing a song at Walmart. Sometimes you got to know where you belong. Sometimes you got to know where you belong. You belong at Walmart. And to the guy who's complaining about the windshield wiper on the back window, you're probably the same a-hole who doesn't use a turn signal. Thanks. Never drive again. I'm out. Wow, dude. All right, so I'm not really sure how this became a Costco v. Walmart thing. (laughs) But I'm sort of here for it. I like the way he started that call with, let's go. (laughs) Costco v. Walmart. Hey, hey, non-parenting parent, let's go! <laughs> your kid. Stop letting them near the free sample table. Go to Walmart. Let's go. Let's go to Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was so much fun. So that's what I'm talking about, dude. That You're was so much that fun. That type of thing. Like on a regular basis. I'm not going to sit here and guarantee something every single day. Although no. we do guarantee you one video every day. Uh, that we upload to the private playlist on the channel. But that type of thing was funny yesterday. It was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. So I appreciate you guys. Yeah. Please, uh, that's what you get in the... That's what you get... Ooh, did... Uh, who who joined? Hey, look at that. You bullied New York Monty Let's fan go, into joining that's the show. See what I mean? You got to DM me now on Instagram, bro. Way to go, MY Monty dude. fan. Welcome Let's to go. the club. You are the 50th member. Chris Karn was number one. You will forever now, NY Monty fan. Be known as the 50th member to join the Monty Show exclusive membership club. Appreciate you, MY Monty fan. I know that, and listen, MY Monty fan's been one of our, our best listeners for quite a while now. Yes. It's only appropriate. It is only appropriate uh, that well you, done, that you were part of you. it. Absolutely. Welcome, NY Monty fan, uh, to the membership club. DM yes. Jake SLC Supercars on Instagram. Let's get you in that group. You've earned it. You deserve it. Love it. Absolutely love it. Tanner Plummer says, and there is NY Monty fan. Let's go. Let's go. 
Kurt Myers, NY is, is in play. The Bells. Yes, play the Bells. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Nice NY Monty fan. Yes, let's go. Good work. See, now your name is green. Now you know. Now you I mean? get the symbol next to your name. He says, was holding out for the 100th spot. There was not a question whether or not I was going to join. That's a, cl- a clown question, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah. Scott Williamson says, I clicked the link, but still can't see where to become a member. All you do when you click that link um, on the show, it's pretty straightforward. I know we got to get to football 50 here. Um, you click that link, and what that takes you to is there's a blue join button. It should say, join this channel. You'll see my twisted face in a video at the top. It'll say members only content, and then it says there's a blue join button. Yeah. Pretty straightforward. Yep. Pretty straightforward. Pretty easy. And I think we, I think we deliver a lot of value. In our, you know, it's, and I, I, you know, all the people, let's, I mean, get in there. Lee Jensen's a member. What's up? Tanner Plummer says, Mott became a national phenomenon with his Karen tantrum on the Jim Rome show. That's hilarious too, dude. I was about it. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, Are you, are you entertained? Love you guys. Love you, uh, Troy. Good to see you. We have a great group of people here. Yes, we do. Kurt Meyer says, Tanner, a close second is Lehigh Bakery. I've heard about Lehigh Bakery. I've heard about it. Teddy says that was great. NY Monty fan says rattled Rome. That was awesome. Yeah. Salty Drunk says I love that membership jingle. Very insightful. It was exactly your idea, right. bro. It was your idea. Jeremy Bolton says, well, hey there. The mayor of Monty well, Town hey is there. in. The mayor of Monty Town is in. And in his honor, it's time for Football at 50. 10 of the hour, every hour, we bring you the biggest stories in college football and the national football league who's excited to see the sex machine while you eat papa murphy's pizza after you got a 25 percent discount because you used the promo code monty 25 let's go let's go how about my guy justin hey bear chargers minus two at the shagawars dude i think this is a huge moment in time for justin hey bear Okay, how close do you think this game is? Because some people say that this is going to be really tight. Other people are like, Justin's got this. We're in control. 10-point win. What what do you think? Look, I have a lot of love for Doug Peterson and what the Jags have done and how far they've come this year. But Captain Huge Forehead Face is not (laughs) winning this game. My guy Justin Herbert's a better quarterback than Trevor Lawrence. The question is, does he have the weapons? I believe he does. I think the defense in Wales, Vagina, Los Angeles, Charger Land is better than that in Duval. Oh, Duval. Duval. Duval County. Duval. Jag this, bud. I love the Chargers in this game. I know they're minus two. I I think at this point, I don't know how you don't take the Chargers to cover that and how you don't take the Chargers to win by a touchdown. I got to go with my guy, Hey Bear, here. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I think, you know, the only, again, as I always say, the only thing that throws a wrench into the plan is turnovers. If they're happen, if, if Justin turns that football over, you know, then that changes everything. But if they play a clean game, they play their game, I really do think that they should be able to control this one. Yeah, and I think the play in this game is probably the over at 47 and a half. I'd stay away from the money line. It's one, minus 135 on the Chargers, plus 115. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably I'm probably going the over at 47 and a half. I, I love the Chargers to cover in the over in that game. 
That's probably where I would head on that one. Justin Herbert or Trevor Trevor Lawrence? Oh, Herbert all day. I, I think all that, day. Yeah, I think that I give I give Trevor Lawrence a ton of credit for moving on from the Pervin Meyer, the the you know go to the Ohio State bar and have this some lady sit on your lap days in Duval. Uh, I give him credit for that. Teddy, 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 Teddy. You know, you you think you get into the Instagram chat. And all of a sudden, you can start, you know, going with jacks. Well, and here's the thing that I'm concerned about with Teddy Wayman. He trimmed his beard by two inches. Well, that's a lot of inches. That's two inches of wisdom, in my opinion. Yeah. Sir, he says, ah, bro, I got the jags taking this one just saying. Okay. You want to put fiber on it? Hey, man, if hey, the jags win this game, Teddy, I'll give you a free certificate to Papa Murphy's Pizza. I mean, I, I'm willing to throw down on it. Yeah. Uh, because I'm telling you again, my guy Justin Herbert is better than Captain Forehead Trevor Lawrence. I'm taking... Hey, Trevor, buddy, dude, Dabo's not on the sideline praying anymore, okay? This is a different time. Dabo is not on the side. He built that program through NIL. Dude, come on. The other Saturday game is Seahawks and Niners. You know, it was interesting that the Seahawks even made the playoffs. Uh-huh. I mean, GS7, bro. Uh, GS7, MVP. Look, I, I get it. I get Pete it. Carroll's the best. I get it here. And Teddy, I don't know where you're putting your money on this game. But what I'm telling you here is, aren't the San Francisco 49ers going to the Super Bowl? I love, love, love the Sam Frog's Disco 49ers in this game. All right. I love, and I'm telling you right now, you're all going to owe me a bunch of money. The Seahawks are going to cover the 10. Niners are minus 10. The number's 42. It's going over the 42, and I know the Niners have this defense. My only question is, is Brock Purdy ready for this? Because that defense is going to show out. You've got a lot of wide receivers. Debo's healthy. You, there is just no reason that playing this game in Santa Clara that you absolutely don't smoke Pete Carroll and his bazooka-chewing bubblegum ass. Right. I, I mean, there's just no way unless Brock Purdy can't handle it. And I think he can handle it. I think Brock's been a really good story. Yeah, I think they'll shut the Seahawks down, dude. I, honestly, like, I, I think they'll control this game. But look at that number right there on the Seahawks. The money line on the Seahawks is plus 380. Plus 380. I'm telling you, I'm telling you now, that might be the best money line of the weekend. Uh-huh. I, I'm taking I'm taking the money line on. I, I would bet the money line. But it's gonna be close. This is gonna be a this is gonna be a, a, a under a touchdown game. But the Niners are winning this game, Jay. Yeah. Where do you come I, down yeah, on I this? agree. The Niners are winning this game. I think you know, 10 is a little aggressive on picking the Niners, like minus 10. But I think, you know, I I could see, I don't know. I just feel like they're, because their defense is so damn good, Geno's going to be running for his life for a while. And I feel like there's a turnover or two in there. That Like, that, I just can't imagine that the Seahawks play a perfect, clean game here. That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Teddy says, that's what, bro, that's what you said on Thursday night's game when the Jags played the Jets. And how did that turn out? Uh-oh. Did I take the Jets to beat the Jags? 
I don't remember, to be honest with you. I must have hit my head that Teddy, time. Teddy's keeping receipts, clearly. Yeah, he is. Uh, Nynera by 47. Well. Josh Lovren says Seattle 16, Santa Clara 14. Nate Davis says Justin Haybear is going to win. Win the Jags had a really good season. Trevor Lawrence is a stud, but like I said, the Chargers are going to win with Justin Herbert. Yeah. Okay, Eric and Raleigh, if in the Niners-Seahawks game, bet the rain in the under. Wow. That's a really small. But that's what I'm saying, though, man. Like, I don't believe that GS7 is going to ball out in the rain in the postseason against an elite defense. I just, I don't know. It just doesn't, maybe, maybe I don't value good old Gino enough, but I really feel like it's asking a lot, man. He is not. He is not. You ready? You ready? I'm ready. He's no Dak Prescott, but, but he'll he do. do. He'll he do. do. Come on. Come, Come on, on dude. Come on now. Teddy Wayman is confident. He says, I'm getting Papa Murphy's for days. <laughs> He's like, I got five pizzas coming for free, bro. Mapes says, heavy rain, 20 mile per hour wins. Yeah. Yeah, their kicker couldn't even make a kick last week. What do you think he's going to do this week? Yeah, maybe you do take the under. Ah, uh, no, I'm staying. I'm staying. Uh, Seahawks team uh, total under. Okay. All right. I, I'm ch- the money line in the, on the Seahawks. Again, did I get that right? It's plus 380. Yeah. How do you say no to that? How do you say no so to that? So that's 100 to win 380. How do you not? Right? How do you not? How do you say no to that? Yeah. I don't know how you would, uh, in, uh, under any circumstance, say no to that. And I don't know how you'd say no to Papa Murphy's Pizza when you use the promo code MONTY25. You get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do meatballs and marinara. Papa Murphy's does meatballs? Oh, oh, I think you mean I do the meatballs and marinara? And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do we do it? Oh, well, we do it with savory ground beef covered, covered in tangy, tangy marinara. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the meatballs. Order now at papamurphys.com. Meatball marinara, yo. Yeah. Get the meatball marinara with your XL NY. I'm telling you now, the meatball marinara at Papa Murphy's Pizza, spectacular. If you have not had it yet, it's spectacular. If you have not had it yet, take Teddy Wayman's free pizza certificate and use it to get a Papa Murphy's, uh, you know, meatball marinara. Because yeah. Teddy ain't going to need it because I'm telling you the Chargers are winning that game. They're, they're winning that game. And on Monday when they lose, I'll eat my crow over medium. But I'll do it with meatball marinara from Papa Murphy's Pizza. Dilly dilly. dilly. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off. Your order of $25 or more. The Monty Show is presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Simply put, the best injury attorneys in the business. And if you, you should follow The Advocates on Instagram. They do some great community service work, and that's one of the things I really love about The Advocates. Everybody is like, oh, ain't lawyers. Huh? I'm telling you, they're community advocates. They are fighting for the betterment of their local communities. And whether that's Phoenix, Arizona, yes. The advocates have an office in Phoenix. They're in Idaho. They're in, and certainly here in Utah. Like, check them out at theadvocates.com. They'll tell you exactly what you need to do. And the best part is you can chat with an attorney online 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and it costs you nothing to do that. You never pay a retainer. You never pay a consultation fee. They're going to help you defer your medical bills. 
And if you're sitting here right now asking yourself, man, do I need an attorney? I slipped and fell on ice on that sidewalk last week. My back is killing me. You know, I got to go to the doctor. I can't afford that. Yeah, you need an attorney. Go to the advocates, theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Look at the uh, chat light up on the NFL predictions. Yes. Let's go. I love talking NFL. Um, let's see. 49ers uh, going to roll the Seahawks. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. NY Monty fan, just messing, Teddy Wayman. Don't change your handle. No, please don't. Yeah, don't. Don't. Jeremy Bolton says, I think we all win when we get to see Justin Haybear play. Absolutely. <laughs> Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert's my guy. He's the sex machine, dude. Not only does he have the best hair in the National Football League, screw you, Trevor Lawrence. Not only does Justin Haybear fucking Cole Beasley have he, Cole Beasley signed to the active roster by the Bills yesterday. <laughs> uh, not only does he have the best hair, I'm just telling you. Uh, Mapes says, facts, Teddy. Pete Carroll is unfortunately playing the Niners. <laughs> Are you guys Pete Carroll fans? I am not a Pete Carroll fan. Like When he was at SC, I, I got to talk to him a ton. Yeah, I don't hate Pete Carroll. Right. I loved what he did as the head coach of the Trojans. Mm-hmm. And I know everybody's heard the stories about how Pete Carroll was in the community. He was working the streets and he was absolutely something changed when he got to Seattle and I understand what changed is he started chewing more bazooka bubblegum. I get it. He became this holier than thou. We're going to throw the football at the half yard line. Screw Marshawn Lynch. I hate Skittles anyway, guy. Right. Right. Like that's who Pete Carroll became. And he's a phenomenal football coach. I think I can make the argument he's, he's coach of the year with getting that team with GS7 as your quarterback and yeah, totally get it. There's just something off about Pete Carroll. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm not saying I hate him personally. Something changed when he went up there. Josh, uh, Coach Leverin says they don't show up when it's sunny out. Uh, it's too bright. Yeah, seriously. Um, <laughs> Teddy says exactly, Mike. Teddy's feeling himself right now. He is absolutely feeling himself on the Jaguars. And yeah. I'm telling you, that's the wrong way to feel yourself. Take your shirt off and get on board with Hey Bear. He pays us two more dollars and said, thoughts on Dallas, Tampa. Dude, this game, this game to me is the game of wildcard weekend. I know there's a lot of good matchups, but I think what's on the line in this game puts it over the top. And I'm really glad it's Monday. I'm really glad it's a Monday night game because it deserves that. I think... If we just start with Tom, right? right so first of hey, all, excuse me, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think Tommy has a good bit on the line here. I somehow, some way, somehow, some way, this team is in the postseason, right? First of all, great accomplishment right there. Number one. Number two, Tommy. Place for Tommy. Super Bowls, and that's it. There's anything short of a Super Bowl is failure. So for this team, Tommy. like there's expectations because Tom Brady's your quarterback. Now here's the problem: you've played like dog crap all year, and nobody expects you to beat you know Jerry Jones's circumcised Jera. mosquitoes, uh, you know, on Monday. Nobody expects you to beat them. But here's why I think they will indeed beat the Cowboys. The Cowboys have a propensity of losing games they should win in the postseason. We've seen this year after year. And by the way, this game's on Monday night. Yeah. 
So again, and I and I should check the line before I recklessly what, say it. What throws a game out of whack better than Dak Prescott throwing pick sixes regularly? Yeah. Uh, again, I I was correct. Tampa is, and it's a complete fallacy. Tampa's a home dog on Monday night. But why are they doing that? And this is really important for all you people well, they who wanna, wager. They, they want to make money. They want to make that bread, right? They want you to say, oh. Oh, Tom, it's Tom and Mike oh, Evans. Oh, the boys in Vegas believe in the Cowboys. Like, come on, dude. Be smart here. Be smart. Don't drink the Cowboy juice. Like, be smart. I would tell you this wow. is a dangerous game to bet. I think this is a really dangerous game to bet because it could go a couple of different ways. I could see Dak going for 400 yards and three touchdowns in this game. I could. I could. I think Tampa has a propensity to give up the big game. I could also very well see it going the other way. Dak turns it over two or three times. Maybe Zach, Dak turns it over once, but Zeke has a fumble. Like, we've seen these things happen. So, to me, this is a really, really dangerous game to bet. And I'm not here for Guy. I'm not here for Bookie who says this is a safe bet because it's not. It really is not. You don't think so? No, you got to be careful in this game. Like, looking at the slate here, like, like again, the game we were just talking about, right? That's a safe pick. Niners, Seahawks, safe pick. Niners are winning that game, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's any doubt about that. But, like, Chargers, Chargers, Jags. That is not a safe game. That is a dangerous game to bet. Another one that could go either way. Yeah, I. you know, just looking at some of the numbers on this game, every single book has it at two and a half. Yeah. So, I mean, like, Caesars, FanDuel, BetMGM, PointsBet, all has it at plus two and a half. The interesting thing is, like, the, the money line's terrible in this game at 110. Yeah. I mean, there's, like, this is a very difficult game to put your your, your ducats down on. Like, if you've got money, I might stay away from this one. That's what I'm saying, Like, I'm, I might more easily tell you, go bet the Dolphins at plus 13 and a half. Right? Like, uh, go bet. Yeah, like, okay, so that's a good example. So, at, at, I would Oof. say that Buffalo is going to win that game by more than two possessions. Yes. I think. That's a safe bet. I don't know if I'd say that's a safe bet. I think it's a I think it's a pretty sturdy bet. Like I would say 60%. That's a that's a 35, 38 to, you know, 17 type thing. Yeah, you know, it's interesting looking at some of these looking at some of these I mean the num I don't know. I'm I, I will again just say I don't know how people bet the NFL for a living. I think no. it's one of the most difficult sports in it, it, I think it's arguably the most difficult sport to bet. Okay, um, a hell of a I drug. just because you look at some of the props, you look at some of the odds, the money lines alone are terrifying. Yeah. I mean, I I just don't know I don't know how you I don't know how you bet. Like this Dallas game, Teddy, I would tell you at plus two and a half, I'm taking the Bucs at home. I'm taking the Bucs, right? And um, I mean, obviously that's going to push if that number's pushing everybody to Tampa. I don't think there's any, any doubt about that. Um, but the thing that scares you is Tampa won arguably the worst division of football. Yeah. I mean, it, it awful, but again, th but this is my thing. You can't trust the Cowboys like on paper. If you take the Tom Brady factor out of it, they should run away with this game. The Cowboys should handle this game. But we, do we really trust them to win this game? Do we really trust them to send Tom home? Yeah. I, I And again, I will just say, I know everybody is probably sprinting to bet the two and a half on Tampa. I'm telling you, I would put my money on Dallas. I would. 
And it's a very dangerous, dangerous way to make a living. I do not know. I do not know. And of course, again, Teddy disagrees with me. Teddy, we never agree on, on the cash ever, ever. I don't know how you, <laughs> how, Tampa Listen to me. was wildly, wildly inconsistent this year. Tommy was wildly inconsistent. Listen to me. I'm the captain now, okay? This is my shit. I'm you don't now. bet against Tom Brady in the postseason. If you know what's good for your health, you know what's good for the health of your pocketbook, don't bet against If this Tommy. was straight up, if we were not talking about having to buy lines or, you know, <laughs> I would probably agree with you. Okay. But at minus two and a half, I, I'm I'm taking the Cowboys. Okay, why is why does the minus two and a half do that? Like what is the thought? Because I think if you're gonna bet money to win money, uh-huh, they'll cover the three. They, this is the not Cowboys? a thirty one thirty yeah. You're you're I think I don't think you can bet Tom Brady in the Bucks. I, and I get it, it's on grass, Dallas is slow on grass, totally understand that. <laughs> But I'm telling you, when I when I look at the Bucks being being a plus two and a half dog at home, there I, I think there's pretty good reason for that. I think there I think there's a pretty good reason for that. I think it's because that team has a propensity to flipping fall apart. I think that's HIPAA. And if if I am betting here, I am telling you, if you're putting your money down, I'm telling you to put it to put it on to put it on the Cowboys. I, I just. Okay, what what, what else are people saying? What else are people saying here? Uh, let's see. Like in, in the question in the chat this morning on the National Football League here is which way would you go? Which way would you go? Um, because I think it, you know, yeah. Uh, let's see. Teddy says, I'm not betting the Tampa game. I'm way too biased towards Tommy to do that. Well, I just smart. See, see, I think that's smart. But I think like even if like so with Teddy, like even if you were to say to yourself, all right, I know I'm biased again. I know I'm biased for Tom. I know that you know. But I wait, believe does, in has Tom. has has the has the the public pulse of NFL fans changed on Tommy since he left Darth Vader in the Empire? It hasn't changed for me. I can tell you that right you now. You still I, hate I, Tom Brady? Well, no, I I hate that he's losing right now. I hate that he's on a team that hasn't pulled through for him the same way that they did in you know in New England, I think that we can't forget that Tom Brady has had success with the Bucs. But let's also not forget that Tom Brady's not nearly as sharp as he was last year. I mean, we we have seen, in my opinion, and again, I'm wide open to this conversation, I think we've seen a, a not significant, that's an overstatement. We've seen a, a, a fairly large drop in execution out of Tommy and the Bucs. And I think Tommy is responsible for a good bit of that. Now, their injuries, their right, inconsistency, right. the offensive line woes, the Mike back Evans. Okay, to yeah, totally get that. I broke my back. You lose the leadership on that offensive line, bro. Totally get that. That makes your life more difficult. Tommy's got to put the ball on the numbers. In the playoffs, he has successfully done that more than anybody else. I think, that I think we all get that. The, that's where that fact there that you just said. But has his, have his ball shrunk? Is this a guy that's still got the it? We're going to find out Monday night. Yeah. Because if, if we're truth-telling, and if, if, if everything's equal, this Cowboy defense is not nearly as fast on grass as they are on turf, and they have no business hopping on Jerry Jet and going down to, to, to FLA and beating Tommy and the Bucs. They have no business doing that. You're the flipping Dallas Cowboys. You don't win games like this. Yeah.
Only you're going to win this game. Because it's garbage. Because I don't believe that Tom Brady is still the gangster G that he was when Tampa won the Super Bowl. Damn, man. I just don't Come buy on. I'm sorry. I don't buy that. I don't buy that. And, and, and I'm open to Damn. it. I'm open to the conversation. I just don't see Tom Brady as the world-beating ass kicker that he used to be. And listen, I love the guy. But... But there's also something to be said for Jizzy and the divorce. Well, so like that's the personal what I was life say. impact. I think he was distracted this year. I don't think dudes you forgot how to win. with that piece of air he's rolling around with right now? He's not distracted. No, I think he's using that as like, hey, all right, have, I'm have, off the football bro, field. Let's have, go get my rocks off. Have you seen? Yes, Like, dude. have you followed her cleavage down yes, to her core? Are you yes, kidding me with that woman? Yes, dude. Yes. You think Justin Herbert's a sex machine? Good Lord. I, I don't know. Has has your opinion changed? Mapes, what's up? Says Tommy wins on the final drive, so let it be written, so let it be done. And he's done that this year. Like, he has. He has. He absolutely has. I just, hmm. I don't know. Uh, Fat Jesus says 60% of Brady is better than any of will ever be at anything we do. Well. well you ain't wrong. <laughs> You're not wrong. You are, you are not wrong. Um, you know. That's just me. Uh, Teddy says, I am a diehard Pats fan, and I still love Brady. Lots of Pats fans do. Now, if he ends up with Miami next year, it'll be a different story. <laughs> All gas, no break. A, I think I would much rather see him end up in Nevada, not paying personal income tax, than in Miami. That would be a disaster. But I hope Tom Brady wins everywhere he goes. Yeah. Because you don't do what he's done without just busting your ass. Uh, Brett Robbins says, I don't see why y'all putting this on Tommy. He performed. The offset, the offense performed. The average, what, 25 points a game. The defense gave up 30 a game. That has nothing to do with Tommy because he's not as sharp as he was. I, again, I'm not saying, and, I, and I'm, I'm kind of with, with Fat Jesus. Even when he's bad, even when he's bad, yeah. Tommy's better than most quarterbacks. Yeah. Jeremy Bolton, the mayor of Montytown, says, fact bot, Bastin. Yeah. Fact Bastin. Exactly right. He's a Northie. Uh, Josh Alpaw says he's going to Las Vegas. I could see it. And frankly, I'd be here for that. Uh, Severe says, if it is uh, an ugly game, Tommy wins. That's how Tampa has won this year. But I that's don't what disagree. I think it's going to be. It's on grass. Dallas is not good on grass. I could easily see two or three turnovers in this game for Dallas. Like, you know, I just wouldn't be surprised. You really tell me the performance you saw at a Dallas against Washington? That's yeah, really but that, inspiring. That was a nothing game. But but, it, but come uh, on, that dude. That was a nothing but game. It wasn't a nothing game for Dallas. That's the problem. The thing that concerns you is they didn't show up at all. No, they didn't and, show up. And by the way, as much as you hate Dak Prescott, and you hate Dak Prescott, I don't hate the guy. I just think he's overrated. I just I don't hate him. He sucks. What do you want me to say? Yeah. Um, I think you look at Zeke not turning around for that pass. You look at C.D. Lamb not turning around to catch a pass that almost hit both of them in the head. That's not Dak's fault. It's ridiculous. That's Mike McCarthy's fault. It's really despicable. And again, I just say, if Tommy and the, the Bucks beat, beat Dallas, please don't tell me that the large cranium Mike McCarthy isn't getting whacked in Dallas. Because if you're Jarrah and you have a chance to get Sean Payton, are you really telling me you're not going to? Stop it. Facts. How much better does Sean Payton make Dak Prescott? I'm a man. Come on. Yeah. Were we even kidding at this point? Yeah. I mean, it. I don't know. I look at Tommy and I, I 66% of his passes, 
The thing that worries you is the nine interceptions, only 25 touchdowns. That's not very tall, Eli. How many attempts, though? Does it tell you how many times? 733. And listen. 4,600 yards on a bad team. Yeah. Dude, yeah. come on, bro. Those are, those are the most pass attempts. Do you understand this? And this is why it worries you a little bit. Those are the most pass attempts in his entire career. Yeah, bro. 733. Yeah. In his entire ever-loving career. And last year, he threw it 719, which was the most until this year. Yeah. And yet, I just, I, I, look, Telling I'm not saying he's washed. To bet against, buddy. I'm not saying he's washed. But he only threw 25 touchdowns on 700 attempts? Yeah, that's not an indictment on him. I think that's an indictment on his teammates. Well, come on. I mean, it, it, at some point, at some point, it's it's a little bit of both. I don't. I think you're right. It's a little bit of both. But in the in games like the the games that I don't understand, like losing twenty one to three to Carolina, like that's that's how do you like? Come on, how do you lose to how do you lose to Cleveland and and you only put up two forty six like. How do you lose to San Francisco? Okay, that's the best defense in the NFL. Okay, I'll write that one off. How do you have to go to overtime to beat freaking Arizona? There's just, and I, again, I'm not blaming all of this on Tommy, but Tom Brady Superman teams didn't do that. That's what, yeah. the, and the other thing that that may be encouraging to you actually yeah. is that I think the Bucs played down to a lot of their competition this year. Yeah. And again, Again, you lost. I mean, you you beat Atlanta twenty-one to fifteen. Who's impressed um, by that? Nobody. Nobody. And it, it's it's just concerning. That's all I'm saying. It's just concerning. All right, wh where are you at on the NFL? I'm happy to talk about that. Happy to talk about the Utah Jazz. Ogram. Um. I would like to get your comment up there. There it is. Uh, keep Brady the hell away from Nevada. Raider Nation for life. <laughs> You're not a Brady guy. You know. Okay. But, Mont, Tom had distractions with his home life. He will be ready for the playoffs. Agreed. Again, I just say, a good home life or the smoking hot new girlfriend who's like 20 years old barely, what's more of a distraction? You know. Uh, all right. Uh, Brett Robbins says, hey, now the last two years they played an extra game. That's 40 more passes. Truth. You ain't wrong. You ain't wrong. Ron Nolan. He's uh, great on a sufficient. How many, uh, how many have they lost? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, look at the playoff game uh, wins, Tom or Dak. Well, yeah, but that's come on. Come on. I mean, you can't use it's different. Yeah. It's Josh Lovern says Sean Payton and Mike McCarthy are the same guy if you look at their overalls, but I don't look at their overalls because who wears overalls anymore? Yeah, nobody. I mean, um, what are you getting Wrangler overalls? Um I know what you mean, but no, they're not the same. They're not the same. He the issue with the Cowboys, and I'm gonna get off the Cowboys after this. The issue with the Cowboys is they have the talent. They just don't have the infrastructure to win. That defense should be far better than it is. Their offense should be far better than it is. Their wide receivers, they like you have two really good running backs. I don't think Zeke is going to be here next year, but Ezekiel Elliott's still, a, a, I think, an effective short yardage 
catching the football back. But so is who's who's a better back? Who do you want, Leonard Fournette or, or Ezekiel Elliott? I actually think that's really close. I think that's really close. You know, like I yeah. just yeah, we'll see. I don't know, and I know that everybody's talking about. Oh my God! Wow, like here it is right here. Roger Sales says the league loves Tommy. Refs will make sure he moves on. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> is it better for Tommy or for the Dallas Cowboys to move on? Because for the NFL, I think I could make an argument. You could. Putting the star in the second round. Any chance they win the NFC? No. I don't think so. Nope. I don't think so. Nope. It's just Nope, 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 nope. It's just me. Uh, finally, uh, Brett Robbins says, I heard Dak wears overalls uh, under his uniform on He's game day. He's no Vince Wilfork, but he'll do. But he'll do. But he will do. Exactly right. The Monty Show presented by The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Make sure you uh, check them out if you need an attorney. Uh, a couple other points uh, on the NFL. What is, wh- who are you picking in the Super Bowl? Who are, it, it, you can only get one. You can only get one. Who would you who would you pick right now out of the AFC? Cincinnati. That's who I'd pick. Really? Yeah, I think Cincinnati has a clutch factor. I think Cincinnati comes together as a team better than most other teams that are in the playoff bracket. I think that Joe Burrow, you know, much like Tom, right? Like I think, you know, he's one of those guys that just has the ability to say, We're not losing today. We're not. And, and we may get down, but we're going to come back. We, you know, like we're, we're just, we're moving on. We're moving through this bracket. And so when you look at the bracket, Mm. it's like, Hey, playing Baltimore, they should handle Baltimore because no Lamar quarterback issues. I'm a firm believer. Lamar's played his last game in Ravens threads. Like I think, you know, like they're moving on. And I think we all deserve with all due respect, some Cincinnati Buffalo madness next week i mean if i look at the if i look at the guesstimates so kansas city's got the buy so they would get the lowest remaining seed well i think that's going to be cincinnati i think that's going to be cincinnati because i think cincinnati is going to be a three seed cincinnati beats a six baltimore so i put cincinnati there because i think a two um a two-seeded well, no, I guess actually that'd be the Chargers. Because if, okay, so Chargers would play Kansas City. And then you're right, Cincinnati and Buffalo. Buffalo. That's what we deserve. And if they that win that game. That, but that game's in Buffalo. Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. So you're taking, you would take Cincinnati to beat Buffalo I think they're at capable, Buffalo. yeah. I think they're capable. What do you make of this whole thing that Buffalo is the anointed club? The hell does that mean? That they're they've got the karma, they've got the Demar love, and well, I mean, they're the team just, of destiny. Yeah, let's speak truth on it. Yeah, you had it. You had one of your teammates died on the field for 16 minutes. He is now alive and well, rehabbing, and you have all that momentum and inspiration and energy. That's and, the reality of it. And you and I both know. I would have to believe that Demar makes an appearance this weekend. Yeah, they are going to throttle Miami. Like, they are going to beast Miami. Uh, no Tua this weekend. Obviously, we know that. Yeah, we'll see you so next year, bud. If we take the Chargers and put them in Kansas City, yeah. and we take Cincinnati and Buffalo and Buffalo, I would probably take Buffalo to beat Cincinnati at Buffalo. If you're betting, you need to take Buffalo, but I'm telling you Cincinnati's in that game. Hey, man, that Kansas City Chargers game? Chaos. It is Man, that's a Kansas tough one. City Chargers. If all things are equal, injuries, all that. Yeah. 
I think for so here's the deal with Justin Herbert, the sex machine. Yes. If if and I do believe they will win this weekend, but if they win this weekend and they go and play Kansas City, that's a that's a legacy game for Justin Herbert. Like, dude's been around long yeah. enough. You yeah. gotta go out and find a way to win that game. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not even saying I expect you to beat Kansas City, but if you want to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league, yeah, yeah, you yeah, got to yeah, be able yeah, to beat yeah, Patty Mahomes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't disagree. Arlington Bears says, time to make the donuts, brothers. Have a great day. You too, Chris. Hey, buddy. Tyler P. says, Chiefs. Brett Robbins says, Ravens. The Nye Guy, good morning, says, Bills. Josh says, Chargers, Eagles, Chargers winning. Chargers, Eagles would be That'd be interesting. Awesome. Uh, Troy Cushing, who's a member, says, Cincinnati. Kurt Myers, who's not, says, I'm with Jake. Josh Lovren, who's not a member, says Bills over the Eagles. Josh, Ten- Josh, how are you not a member yet, bro? You're a daily. How are you not a member yet? Come, Come on, on now. Bengals on. and Bucks in the Super Bowl. Severe uh, says Bills over 49ers. I agree. All right, here's how I officially look at it. Today, right now. I'm going to take, and this is really hard for me to do, I'm going to take Kansas City and Buffalo in the AFC Championship game, which I believe... I believe when that be played in Atlanta, I could be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure that's the neutral site game. Oh, right, right, right. right. So I yes. think I would take. Yeah, I think I'd take Buffalo in the AFC in a neutral site game. Yeah, wow, that's dynamic. Yeah, yeah. I think you got to take Buffalo for sure. I think Philly on the bye is going to wind up with the New York Giants. So they're going to the NFC Championship. And then I think Dallas and San Francisco. So San Francisco and Philly will play in the NFC Championship. Right. And I just think Jalen Hurts is not healthy. So I've got to take. I've got to take. Because you, you, I mean, you have to believe that the Giants lose to Philly at Philly. Right? I mean, you would. I mean, that Thibodeau and that defense yeah, in I New mean, York. <sighs> With Dayball, like, I mean. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts is resting, but that he looked miserable. He's been resting for a while, though, bro. Dude, he looked miserable. Yeah, he was rusty. He was rusty. Yeah, he was rusty. Philly and San Francisco, and I take San Francisco to meet Buffalo, and I believe that Buffalo wins the Super Bowl. Well, there we go. I'm like 65, 70% on that. We'll have to revisit that. Yeah. As time goes on. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, I'm with uh, Tanner in the NFC. Uh, Tyler P says, can't count out Mahomes. Certainly not. Seahawks and Jaguars, the Nye guy. I mean, seriously, how much? And I'm just curious. Was it cocaine or methamphetamine that got you to that pick? Because I want some of whatever you're using. Come on now. Nameless Ghoul 911 says, I rarely agree with what Jake says, but there's a first for everything. Atta boy. Wow. Atta boy. Uh, yeah, I, I love that. I was feeling pretty dangerous. Hey, by the way, Ghoul, nice to see you at Super Chicks the yeah. other day in Riverton. Really yeah. appreciated that, man. Uh, good to see you, my man. Appreciate you. Tim Bruckmiller, Mahomes goes to the Super Bowl. Josh Lovren says, Lamar to the Bears, not. Uh, Nate Davis says, I'm taking the Bills against the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but who wins that game? Who wins that game? That's the tough part. Uh, Bengals Niners in the Super Bowl for the third time. I wouldn't hate that. The Nye guy says it's ketamine. Okay. Well, I mean, listen. You know. Listen. You know. Uh, uh, Troy we'll Cushing says LMAO Seahawks and Jags. Exactly. 
Exactly. Uh, Lovren, who's not a member, says Minshew takes Philly to the Super Bowl. Please. No, he doesn't. No. Oh, man, he's from the Palos. Right. Stop. Right. Stop. I started having second thoughts. D-Rock, the Irish stud, says Buffalo 0-4 in Super Bowl. So it's about time to bring that trophy back to Buffalo. Right. Okay. Are you, you're, you're a huge Josh Allen guy. Yeah, I am. He's the best quarterback in the league, in my opinion. Just See, is. Like, uh, okay. Just is. Don't, don't roll in with Dak as the best in the league. I swear to God, if you get on a Dak train right now. I'm not. Dak Prescott is not the best quarterback in the Pump league. Pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. He's in this not. Record. He's not. You've been doing a lot of slurping on Dak this week. Justin Fields is. No, he's not either. He's not the best quarterback in Chicago, for crying out loud. There's got to be somebody in the in the. There's got to be somebody in the northern suburbs who's a better quarterback than Justin Fields for crying out loud. No, nah, he's the great. No, I'm not doing it. No, we're not doing Justin Fields. Nye guy says I'm picking Seattle over San Francisco again. Less ketamine, more clarity. Uh, Tanner says I know Giggity. The Eagles will lose in the divisional round. Gardner Minshew is not taking nobody nowhere. Uh, Mapes says uh, Bengals Niners three and, uh, and purely pulls a Montana drive. Brock Purdy pulls a Montana. Dr- Could you imagine Brock Purdy leading the 49ers to a Super Bowl? That'd be sick. Good Lord. Uh, Salty Drunk says, okay, my comments visible again. LOL. Well played, Monty. What do you mean? What are you talking about, dude? Only 24 minutes until football at 50. I love it. He says, Okay. I, I don't ignore comments ever, so good to see you. Uh, again, since you're all commenting this morning, if all 124 of you would hit the like button, that would be spectacular. We've got about 800 views this morning and only 42 likes. Let's pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. Uh, when you guys hit the like button, it really helps the channel grow. Uh, please smash the like button, and let's transition this morning to telling you um, that if you haven't been to barbecue pit stop, BBQ pit stop.com, you're living life wrong. I'm telling you now there will be wings on the smoker tomorrow. It's going to be spectacular. There will be a metal bowl. There will be drums only because we don't eat flats in this house, sir. Um, drums only. There will be the best, the best wing seasoning is Asado. It is Asado. Yeah. You're sticking with Asado. Yeah. Go to bbqpitstop.com. Get the Asado seasoning. Go to bbqpitstop.com. Get the wing dust. And if you're really committed, season your wings tonight. Let them marinate well, overnight. Is that what we're doing? Could be. Yeah. Could be. Uh, you got it. Yeah, I mean, the Asado seasoning is incredible. It is. I, I'm not exaggerating whatsoever. We're probably not even going to watch football together tomorrow. Uh, when do the, the lo- games start? They start too? Yeah, the love of your life is going to be procuring Sorry, your time. Man. Sorry, man. You know. I Yeah, I know what time it is. Yeah, I can't do what she do, man. Uh, anyway, the point is... I'm going to do that. Get the Asado seasoning, pop it on the Traeger smoker. And, I, and I'm a Traeger guy. Listen, totally understand it. If you are not a pellet smoking dude right now, why not? I need to understand the charcoal briquette thing. Because the charcoal briquette thing went out in the 70s with Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton. Well, and then there's the propane sect of people. Like, what are you doing with your life, Come dude? on, Blue Come Rhino! On. Come no, on, Blue guy. Rhino. No Blue Rhino. Blue Waffle is better than Blue Rhino. You know what I'm saying? My point is, my point is, I'm just saying, at this point, you got to do what San Diego State does. Order the wing dust in the Asado yesterday from the St. Cheesy Pit Stop. Yeah, dude. That's all you got to do. Yes, yes. That's all you have to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, hook it up. 
Get to Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. You can order online or you can find Barbecue Pit Stop in any of their five Utah locations from Logan and Layton to Lehigh and the Jeezy, St. George, as well as Salt Lake City and Murray right there on State Street. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Again, best equipment? Absolutely. Best people? Absolutely. Best seasoning? Absolutely. Best tongs? Absolutely. You need it? They've got it at bbqpitstop.com. Okay, real quick. Salty Drunk's comment right there. Two down from where you are right now. Okay, Jake, your mission is to bully Josh Levern into being a member. I'm here to help. Well? Facts. Okay. Josh? Josh? He says, uh, Buffalo hot sauce tenders. I have a truck that runs on propane. There you go. Okay. Tyler P. says, need propane for the Blackstone. That's it, though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Geoff says, charcoal, baby. I ain't dropping two grand on something when I can get the good coal taste in 15 minutes for pennies. See, it's not two grand. Geoff, dude, you're, you're being Geoff, not Jeff right now. I want you to know that. Dude, do you not understand the pellet infusion, the infusion of awesomeness that comes from a pellet smoker? Don't drop two grand. Go to barbecue pit stop and tell them, Hey, this is what I'm after. And they're going to change your life. I'm telling you now. Chat with them online and tell them, hey, Monty said I'm stupid for using charcoal briquettes. What do you recommend? (laughs) Can I get better flavor from a pellet smoker than I do? Oh, man, can I get, uh, what's the name of the charcoal briquette? Mesquite or, I can't even remember the brand, but why would you? You can get cherry. You can get cherry infusion. You can get oak competition. Pecan. Pecan. Because it's not pecan, it's pecan. You know, it just it just is what it is. Uh, the night guy says Seattle is going to hickory smoke San Francisco tomorrow, I, and I I I don't think that's the case. Who the hell is this? Three up the Ewan show, the Irwin show. Respectfully, I have no idea who the Irwin show. Respectfully, is morning guys. Good seeing you. No Irwin, good seeing you, sir. Yeah. Okay. I need a backstory on how long you've been listening and like what the deal is. I yeah. I don't. Not that I have an issue. I'm just curious. I've never seen that name before. Yep. McKinley Cutler says, I work across the street from the Layton location. Got a great deal on a Traeger from them. See? Let's See go. What See what I'm talking Let's about, Let's go. Dude. I'm telling you guys, when you go in there and you tell them, hey, heard about you guys on the Monty Show. Now, that helps us, obviously, and we really appreciate you doing that. Yes. But the reason you want to do that for you, the reason selfishly you want to do it, is because they'll probably hook you up. They will. They know that they want to take care of our listeners, so go in there and talk to them. And as NY Monty fan so uh, succinctly says, the best thing that ever happened to me besides my wife and kids is my pellets, my pellet smoker. NY Monty fan, what's your favorite thing to cook on your 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 smoker, man? I'm just tell talk you, to man. me. Uh, David Hume says I got charcoal pellets and I mix them in with whatever wood pellets I use. Best of both worlds. There you go. Wow. See what I mean? Erwin uh, show says let's go Cowboys. Okay, okay, so are you so okay, but you know who are you? Yeah, who are you? Where are you from? Like, what's your what's your story, man? You know, well, I don't uh, want to hear. You know, uh, Tyler P. Since I've got a smoker, my other barbecues are just collecting dust. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Eric and Raleigh says Kingsford. Yeah. Okay. Hey, bro. Yeah, Kingsford. I got the man. Kingsford going. Anybody got some lighter fluid? Come on, man. <laughs> Stop disrespecting me, bro. <laughs> You know, uh, Google says a decent Traeger is between a thousand and thirty seven hundred. What am I missing? My two grand comment. 
because it just depends on what you, how often do you smoke? Okay, I smoke every day. Not weed, I mean on your, your pellet smoker. Okay, twice a week. Okay, you can get a an Ironwood series. Get a lower end Ironwood. Get a 650 instead of an 885 or whatever it is. Yeah. Right? Like it it just depends. You don't have to spend two grand on a smoker, dude. No. Like all you need is No. If I live if I lived alone, like if, again, I always say this right on the show. Like if I was if I was just an average average Joe nine to fiver living alone, yeah, I'd probably do a six fifty. And a six fifty is only like a thousand, I think. I think you could probably get a little less at barbecue. You're not. Stuff. There's. You are no. In no way. In no way, are you into a Traeger for? You, you can be, but you don't yeah, need like to. Yeah, like they have options, and that's why I'm saying, like you, you, you have to see like what, you know, what works. Yeah, I. You certainly don't need to be into it for that. That's what I would tell you. Um, let's see who else. Somebody was asking about what's in the asado. Ron Nolan says, break down the asado seasoning. What's in it? Do you know? You guys are the best commercial. You're welcome. It's from Flavor Knuckles. Um, and it is salt, sugar. Um, there's a bunch of stuff in it. But paprika is one of the main ingredients. Uh, like It's just, it's amazing. And the thing that I love about it is that it, it is flexible. You can use asado seasoning with everything. There's nothing you can't there's nothing you can't do with it. Yeah. And so when you when you get the asado, bro, it's got crystallized lime in it. Right? So it gives you that sweetness. Right? I love it. It's got it's got extract from celery and other vegetables in it. So you get that nice herby flavoring. That's why it's awesome, dude. Like that's why you want to go and check it out. And by the way, you guys have done an awesome job. You sold them out of Asado seasoning for a time. That was an incredible flex. There it is. There it is. Let me get this comment off the screen so you can see what a bottle of Asado looks like. <laughs> Let me get this graphic off the screen. There's your Asado seasoning right there. Flavor Knuckles Asado Grill Seasoning. Yeah. Take your drums, put them in a metal bowl. And your flats. Take your drums, put them in a metal bowl. Toss them in asado seasoning. Tongs. Use some tongs and put them. Like I have simple taste. And put them on the Traeger tomorrow. Yeah, you're Do welcome. It. You're welcome. BBQPitStop.com. Okay, what are we talking about? 7:40. Real quick. Eight o'clock. We'll get back to Jordan Clarkson and the Jazz. I do want to get to this Major League Baseball thing um, because here on the Monty Show. Monty Show. Hey, Mont. You guys are aware that Major League Baseball and this just drives me crazy I don't understand this like so here are some of the rule changes in Major League Baseball and I I don't understand why because you hate baseball those of us that are passionate baseball fans have to suffer <clears throat> I don't understand why because you think it takes too long those of us that love the game have to suffer. <clears throat> I don't understand why you can't do two plus two equals get the hell out of here with that. And we have to suffer. Yeah. These rules don't help. Bigger bases. We don't need bigger bases. Three inches bigger. Why? It's not a player safety issue, in my opinion. Um, like you look at the pitch timer. Hitters receive one timeout per plate appearance. 
15 seconds when bases are empty, 20 seconds when runners are on base. Furthermore to that, you're now doing this thing where a pitcher can throw over twice in one at bat. If he throws over a third time, the runner on first gets the extra base. Why? Why are we doing that? And then, and then to top it all off, we're going to use robotic strike zones at the AAA level. It's so frustrating, man. I, 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 and, and they're doing this under the guise of we've done extensive and robust research with our fans. They say that they want more action and more balls in play, and they want to see our stars making more plays. And it's like, do you understand? The essence of baseball is that it does move slower. Is that Buddy standing in right field has to be mentally tough enough to to stay engaged in the game when his pitcher's throwing a perfect game. You know what I mean? Like, like that's the essence of it. It's annoying as hell, man. I, this is the one rule I agree with. I do like that they're they're avoiding the shift. Yeah. And it means that four infielders must be within the outer boundaries of the infield. Essentially, it means that you can't flip-flop and put the third baseman at second base and your mom at home plate. Like, you, right. you can't do that. The thing that frustrates me is I love baseball. I'm a diehard, you may know this already, I'm a diehard Chicago Cub fan. Why do you have to change my rules? Oh, because you don't like the game. So you're going to change the rules that a lot of other people like. Yeah. I don't want robotic strike zones. I don't. I want Angel Hernandez being the worst umpire in the history of Major League Baseball <laughs> working the plate. The human element of the game, which you are trying to legislate out, is what makes Major League Baseball so damn good. Yeah. I agree. Things like the shift are bad for baseball. Bigger bases don't make baseball better. You know, like making it so that that you take out the the mental part of the game, the strategic human factor of the game is bad for baseball. And it's why Ra Rob Manford is easily the worst commissioner in, in professional sports. Yeah. I don't I don't the, get it. The one that stuck in my craw is the throwing over, the pickoff attempts during an at bat. Like now, obviously, you you may or may not know. I was a pitcher in high school and played. A, I had a cup of coffee in college baseball. Like you know, in the essence of being a pitcher and controlling a game is being able to throw over to first. And I'm not throwing over the first because I'm trying to pick the guy off. That's not the point. The point is, is that hey, there's some amazing hitter at the plate, and I want to make him wait as long as I can to see a pitch. Or if I throw over the first three times, it's going to take half of a step off of his lead. So if this ball gets in the gap, he's going to be out at the plate instead of safe at the plate. Yeah, that's legit. That happens every day in baseball. But now, now my issue is, like, Ricky Henderson, stolen base record. That record is going to be obliterated now. And you know why it's going to get obliterated? Because now you can't throw over 15 times, an unlimited number of times. Oh, you threw over two yeah. times in the same at-bat? Well, Cool. He's not throwing over. I'm taking second. I'm getting a huge lead, and I'm taking second. Yeah. Fat What's Jesus, the point? Fat Jesus totally disagrees with us. He totally disagrees with us. Um, and there's also a debate about people joining or not joining. Okay. What's the debate about people joining or not joining? What's that I about? I, what, what do we got going something. on here? Um, Salty Drunk said, I think you should be prioritizing member comments, Monty. You're being too kind to guys like Josh. Okay. Um, and then Fat Jesus said, Salty, some of us don't need memberships to get attention. 
I mean, yeah, there's a balance. Loverin says, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, guys, come on." Yeah, we don't need to get all. We don't need to get all. You know. Yeah, I'm not. Edgy I, about I'm it. never going to be the guy that's going to attack you because you don't. Yeah. Join I mean, our membership. Yeah, group. that's not what it is. I think the the benefits far outweigh any cost, and I think if you are a member, I think you've already recognized that. Like we we have a really good time in that chat. We have a really good time posting comments. You know, doing videos just from like it's a really good thing. The community you become part of is a really good thing. If you don't want to pay 10 bucks, okay, don't. We appreciate that you're here every day. I'm never going to be the guy that's going to run people off. I just, I don't do that. Uh, let's see. Jeff Johnson says, so lame. The Monty Ghost says, I like the electronic strike zone. So you see what he did there? You see what he did there? So he's the Monty Ghost, but it's an electronic strike zone. So it's like a ghost is calling the game. Okay. You see that? Okay. He gets to stand behind home plate, man. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, diluting the game, D-Rock says it's terrible. Yeah. I agree. Rod Nolan says Traeger is the easy-bake smoker. It is easy to use. There is no doubt about that. Um, you know, Kurt Meyer says, damn, I want Buddy on my team. Not sure who you're referencing. Who, who's buddy. buddy? Yeah, you, you have to know who you're referencing. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says, I worked for a single-A club last year. I love the pitch clock. Bigger bases are limiting throwovers. Went from playing games in roughly three hours to playing games in roughly two twenty-five. Why? Why is that damn. a good thing? Like, like, and with all due respect, Eric, I, I'd say I, I appreciate your take, but, but why do we care? What is the? Why are we in so much of a hurry? I don't. Get what that. is the? What is the issue? Like, like this summer, I'm telling you right now, we're 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 gonna be at spring training, and then we're gonna be doing the show, obviously. You know, when we get back all summer long, I want baseball on this tube while we're working. Like, yes. Like, why wouldn't we do that? That's what, and, and these rule changes really are, are, are frustrating. You don't see the NBA putting in a five-second shot clock because it wants to hurry up games, yeah. right? I, I, like, I just, I hate it. I, I absolutely hate it. I do. Uh, Fat Jesus says, one, new rule, one pitch. If you swing and miss, you're out. Hit by pitch, you're out. You're out. Josh Lovern says, miners are going to robot umps this year, too. I, I, I said that. I, thanks. Appreciate that. Uh, Salty Drunk says, the rule changes are generally at the request of the broadcaster. The Macho Man. He's a member. He says, What's up, good dude? morning. What's up, Macho? Good to see you. Uh, Keith Carl says, not every sport needs to be fast action. Some of us like that mental chess match being played out. I yeah. agree totally. Yeah. Totally. Uh, Kurt Meyer says, I believe we can play all sports on PS5. Live sports is so woke. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Okay. They're trying to eliminate the pitcher uh, by buying the guy in the bullpen time to get ready, but that's not the only reason for throwing the first. No, I, I think that I agree that TV broadcasters are a part of it. I think that games do take a long time, but... I also think that there's something about baseball that is inherent. It, 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 the magic of baseball is the moment. And when we rush through games, we lose. How many historic moments have we lost or how many special moments have we lost because we limited the number of pitching changes? We aren't allowed to throw over to first. We're not allowed to... Like, how many special moments have we lost because a guy was distracted with a runner at first and threw a poor pitch at the plate. How many moments have we lost because a pitcher was frustrated because Buddy stepped out of the box to distract him? Yeah. Like we're losing the, the essence of the game. 
you see what I mean? There's these, there's these moments that it's, it, it, it truly is. And I'm, and I'm really not trying to be baseball purist nerd a-hole about it, but the fact of the matter is throwing over to first is more than just trying to pick the guy off. Like, like yeah. the shift thing, I think I agree with too. You can't have the shift is the, the inherent reason all these rule changes are happening because before the shift, you had a lot of offense. Everything was great, but now the shift has made it. So it's home run or bust. That's the issue. So to me, you remove the shift and leave the game as it is, and you're good to go. Yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, let's see. Macho Man said the chat is where the Clarkson story broke. Yes, it is. I agree. Hey, look at that. G off. G off. Well, G- whoa, 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 whoa. Jeff. 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 Let's go. Jeff has joined the program. <laughs> Everybody, let's welcome go. Jeff to the uh, membership. Appreciate that. Thank you. Jeff, look at that. Salty Drunk says, welcome, Jeff. Talking with Raphael says, welcome. Tanner says, welcome. Jeff, please don't forget to DM me. I don't know what your Instagram is, so DM me on Instagram, Jake, and I'll add you. Yep. Salty Drunk says, thanks for supporting the show. Kurt Meyer says, where are the bells? Yep. It's right there. Kurt Garbett says, Jeff, let's go. Jeremy Bolton says, the city council. The mayor of Monty Town <laughs> says, the city council welcomes Jeff. Let's go. Uh, Lopes Van Gabe says a shift isn't that big of a deal. Learn how to lay down a well-placed bunt and you'll end the shift real quick. I don't disagree with that. But guys won't do it. That's the problem. See, dudes, I agree with you, Gabe, but guys won't do it for some reason. Yep. Uh, Jeff says joining for more baseball talk. I promise you we will talk more baseball on this show this year. I love it. The last two years, we obviously, you guys know, the long times know that you know, we had jumped on YouTube and we really needed to work hard to grow the channel and do things. And you do that through football and basketball. There's no doubt about that. But this year we are in a, in a, in a, in a much better spot where we will spend more time talking baseball. And I think it's, it's justified for sure. Yeah. I think it's, it's one of those uh, baseball. I love baseball. I do. I, I think it's one of those things where baseball doesn't get the appreciation that it deserves. Yeah. Um, you know, like it, it's just be, it's one of those things where you have to, in my opinion, and this is just me, um, you have to, you have to appreciate the nuances of the sport. I don't have any problem. I don't have any problem. If you want to enjoy the game, that's cool. Um, you know, if you want to, if you want to, I don't know, what's the right way to say it? If you want to hate on the game because it takes too long, you're probably not a baseball fan. Leave in the seventh inning. I don't care. Yeah. If the game is too slow, okay, don't watch. Go watch NASCAR. But again, I I just don't understand why we as a populace can't understand that we we it's okay to leave it alone. It's okay to leave it alone. I I for me anyway. I just have, I've never understood that premise. Why we have to change things we don't like. Yeah. 10 of the hour, every hour, it's football at 50, presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. You got games tomorrow. You got games on Sunday. Hook it up on the uh, Papa Murphy's on Monday. mobile app. The mobile app is so easy. It takes five minutes. You can order Papa Murphy's Pizza right now and tell them I'll pick it up at five o'clock on your way home from work. Boom. You'll walk in the front door. It'll be sitting on the to-go rack. Wrapped, ready to rock and roll. Your pizza, your marinara meatballs, and your take and bake chocolate chip cookies. Done. Done. We're good to go, bro. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25. 
to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza has Lamar Jackson played his last game as a Baltimore Raven. I don't know if you guys heard this or not, but Lamar Jackson basically tweeted out, hey, my I have a grade two sprain, not ready to play, the knee's still in stable, would love to be out there, but I can't go. Yeah. And you are convinced he's played his last game yeah. for the Ravens. Yeah, I think that Lamar, I think that Lamar, if, if he was, if he was motivated, and he wanted to put his body on the line and he wanted to sacrifice for his team because his team had invested in him and and made a statement by signing him to a Deshaun level contract and you know had done all that yeah I think he probably would be able to be out there and play on one leg I do I think that quarterbacks do that in the playoffs but he's not doing that because they didn't sign him and he has no incentive to do it. And yeah, I do think he's played his last game because yeah. they haven't signed him. So, and by the way, the Rokon Smith deal is a slap in the bag to Lamar. Totally. Like they, they intentionally did that in my opinion. By the way, Roquan, the linebacker, who I think is, it's not even arguable anymore. He's the best linebacker in the NFL right now. Unrepresented, does not have an agent, represents himself, and I believe his mom's involved. Lamar Jackson's the exact same thing. Yeah. And one of the narratives has been that the reason Lamar hasn't gotten an extension is he doesn't have an agent. Yeah. Turns out that's not a hindrance to getting an extension because Roquan got one on Wednesday. Yeah. So what's the real here? You know what the real is? I think the Ravens realize that Lamar Jackson is not a good enough quarterback to win them a Super Bowl. And you can't count on him because he runs with abandon and he is consistently injured. But what is Roquan? Roquan's one of the best middle linebackers in the game. And he's got value. It's always a value proposition, man. Yep. This is this is Jordan Clarkson with the Jazz. This is whoever. What's the value proposition? If you're Lamar Jackson, they're going to sign you to a – and he wants the largest contract in the history of quarterbacks in the NFL. And you are not a prolific passer of the football. Have you improved? Yes. But if, if they're going to sign you to the largest quarterback deal ever, bigger than Deshaun Watson – you're not we're not looking for okay passer yeah and by the way i don't think i i, I don't think i can can say there are 10 quarterbacks or you're better than the top 10 quarterbacks in the nfl lamar's not a top 10 court justin herbert or lamar jackson patty mahomes tom brady like we Josh go up and down Allen, the list jalen hurts i take jalen hurts over lamar uh I, joe burrow Joe Burrow, you know, like you know. Dak. I, I'm not even joking. I think you got to compare him to Dak. Uh, Teddy Wayman says, if I were Lamar, I'd totally sit out until I got the bag. You know, we'll see. I don't think that's a terrible idea because this injury is not helping Lamar. Uh, Nye Guy says, Lamar to the Niners. Tyler P says, Huntley's better anyways. H Tyler Huntley's not better. Tyler Huntley's everybody's favorite quarterback because he's a backup quarterback. Tyler Huntley's got a place in this league as a backup. He's not better than Lamar. Teddy also says, I'm vibing to this music, y'all. That's right. That's love right. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, Bobby Wagner does the name does the same team. Fellow Aggie, John M. Huntsman School of Business alum, Ninja Turtle backpack and all. I like it. I like it. You know, is what it is. Um, where does Sean Payton end up? Dude. Because here at Football 50, you know, we've talked a lot about Sean Payton, thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Where do where does Sean Payton end up? I think if the Cowboys lose on Monday night, Sean Payton's the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. I think if the 
Wales Vagina, L.A. Chargers or L.A. Rams having a head coaching vacancy, he ends up there. Sean Payton lives in L.A. Where is he taking all of his meetings? With the Broncos, for instance, Los Angeles. He ain't going to the Broncos. If Sean Payton's smart, he waits till the Super Bowl's been, you know, played. Then he takes a job. Yeah. Because my feeling is Dallas is going to be open. I do think if the Chargers lose... I think they're going to fire Brandon Staley, and I think it's perfectly justified. Uh, Sean McVay gave his assistants full ability to go out and interview for other jobs. Yeah. Sean McVay could be stepping away from the Rams. It's life, dude. Come on now. I I mean, I agree. Should wait till after the Super Bowl. I think it it, it all, like, Sean Payton's lucky enough to have established himself in the way that he has that he gets to choose. And so, yeah, I would wait. I'd wait till I have all the opportunities in front of me. Yeah. Uh, David Hume says, all right, casuals, I'm headed into the gym before leaving for Vegas. Be good to each other and fins up. Let's go, David. Have a safe weekend. Good luck to you, my friend. Jaron Eccles, of course, fellow fins. Jaron Eccles says, fins up, David. Have a safe weekend, my friend. Absolutely right. Um, And may you have a weekend full um, of great pizza and marinara meatballs. Thanks to our friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Right now with Papa Murphy's, we've got a great deal. Which means I make more great pizza. Like our $9.99 XLNY pizza. It's everything you'd expect from a classic New York-style pizza, hot and fresh out of your oven. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. I love it. I love the marinara meatball. This cat last night that was tweeting out all of my correct predictions on the jazz through sourced information <laughs> is still rolling, and I love it. Uh, get the marinara meatball. Get the NYXL pizza. Get your custom pizza. Here's how I roll at Papa Murphy's. Download the Papa Murphy's mobile app, traditional crust, barbecue sauce, and then I am a base layer of the herbs. Herbs. Get the herbs. Get the mushroom, get the onion mix, get the green onion, get the mozzarella. Mozzarella. And then finish it off with what you like. Teddy Wayman told me the other day he's a chicken guy. I'm a chicken guy on pizza too. I love it. We will have the Papa Murphy's in the crib this weekend. Uh, Talking with Raphael says, guess who's having Papa Murphy's for dinner tonight? Let's go. Yeah. Let's go, Raphael. What do you, Raphael, what do you, if you're having the pizza for dinner tonight, What's your order at Papa Murphy's? Yeah, let's hear it. I think he's a creamy garlic guy. I think you're right, but... I could be wrong. You could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah. I may be wrong. Um, All right. 8 o'clock on the Monty Show, presented by our good friends at The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Or you can check them out no matter where you are, coast to coast, theadvocates.com. But they're the best injury attorneys in the business. There's no doubt about that. Uh, I tell you guys this every day, whether you're in Utah, Arizona, they have a brand new office in Phoenix, it doesn't matter. The advocates are the best injury attorneys in the business because they have an understanding that when you get in in a car accident, if you get in a serious wreck, it's one of the worst days of your life. There's no question about that. Never mind that your car's probably totaled. Never mind that you have physical damage. The mental damage that is done to you while you're not able to work, while you're not able to go snowboarding, while you're not able to hold your kids, let's say, that's traumatic. The advocates understand that. And they are going to work hard to make sure that you are in a position where you get what's coming to you. Because one of the big mistakes I think people make is they rely on their insurance company when they get in an accident. I'm begging you not to do that. Your insurance company doesn't fight for you. 
They do not. They fight to keep every penny that they can keep. Meanwhile, the advocates are going to go after the person who hits you's insurance company or your insurance company to get you every penny you deserve. And that's why you don't pay the advocates until they win your case. So no consultation fees, no retainers. They're going to help you defer your medical bills. Theadvocates.com. All right, let's get you going uh, this morning. Yes, there is something happening in the building. Yeah, there's a huge gymnastic meet this Best weekend. Best of Utah. Best of Utah is today. And then tomorrow, there's another meet right here at Maverick Center. It is crazy. By the way, the Utah Grizzlies play on Monday, Martin Luther King Day. All of the new uh, scoreboards are in and they are working. It is going to be spectacular. Get your tickets, utahgrizzlies.com. Use the promo code JYMonty, J-Y-M-O-N-T-Y, to get a discount yeah. on Utah Grizzlies tickets. Your kids are out of school on Monday. Bring them to the Maverick Center. It's affordable. It's great hockey. I believe it's a 310 face-off. Monday, the Utah Grizzlies and the Idaho Steelheads right here at Maverick Center. Use the promo code JYMonty uh, to get discounted Utah Grizzlies tickets for Monday or any other day. Uh, right here on the Monty Show. Uh, Jeff, John uh, Jeff Johnson, now a member of the program, says, trying Super Chicks for the first time tonight in Spanish, FARC, what do I get to blow me away? Super Parm, done. Yeah, it's not done. even a question. Done. Your total order, you might want to write this down, okay? You're going to get a Super Parm. You're going to get a hand-cut fry that's salted. Do not go crazy on the fry seasonings. Just get salted, I'm telling you. Because then what you're going to do is you're going to get a, a, a Reese's cup custard shake. And it is custard, not ice cream. Know the difference. Look it up. Custard shake with Reese's peanut butter cups in it, which is bomb. And then once you're done at the counter ordering, you're going to walk over to the sauce bar. You're going to get yourself two ranches and two barbecues set. Crazy. You're good to go. It sounds so good. And look at Teddy Wayman. The Super Parm is bomb. It really is. Yeah. It really, really is. It's, it's fantastic. The thing I like about Super Chicks, and we had a huge debate about this yeah. in the chat, in the chat yesterday. yesterday. We did. In the members only chat, it was Pretty Bird versus Super, Super Chicks. Chicks. Yeah. Super Chicks is the best crispy chicken sandwich in Utah for one singular reason. The breast is just better than everybody else's. You always get pure white meat chicken breast on your crispy chicken sandwich at Super Chicks. Yeah. It's never frozen. It's always fresh. And the other thing, their coleslaw is better. Their pickles, do you guys understand that they cut their pickles in-house fresh every day? They cut their French, uh, French fries. Like all these other chicken places use frozen bags of French fries. Look at Super Chicks. Hand-cut French fries every single day. It's just so fresh. I love it. I'm telling you, it's amazing. Uh, Severe says, uh, dip the super yes. parm in ranch. Yes, dude. Yes. Get an extra ranch, dude. Yes. I'm telling you, it's awesome that you guys debate food with us. We yeah. we appreciate that big time. So if you're, get, if you're getting a super parm or if you're getting Papa Murphy's, shoot me a picture on Twitter. I'm always going to hook you up. By the way, um, Salty Drunk says, any update on merch? Yes, it's coming. It's not really an update. Um, I promise you, and Jake, I understand you have your girlfriend, so you check out. You don't do anything on weekends but her. Um, so yes! Mrs. Monty and I will, will, will get the merch done this weekend, I think. M I might. Probably we're, we're, not. Okay, here's the challenge with it. It's hard to find 
two minutes on this, and then I think we need to talk about Ryan Smith or whatever we're going to mm-hmm. talk about. But two minutes on the merch thing. So, so first of all, we were waiting for eligibility on YouTube so that we could attach the merch store that we'd like to create to our YouTube channel. We didn't want to. We didn't want to have a situation where we had a merch store and then you guys had to go and find a link and like go like hunting for it. So, we've been waiting. For eligibility, YouTube, you they don't tell you when you're eligible. You just simply get an email that says, hey, Flip has been switched. You can now do a merch store. So now we do have eligibility and we can roll out a merch store on our channel. That's number one. Number two, getting uh, fulfillment on merch is difficult right now. Getting, We don't have the time, I'll be honest with you. It's just the truth. It's It, it just is what it is. We don't have the time to be to be you know packaging shirts and going to UPS every day and like doing all that. So we're trying to find a solution for a high caliber or high quality uh, shirt. We don't want to do a merch store half assed We don't want you to guys you guys to spend your money on merch. That's not good. You and know what I, I mean? I think what we're gonna do, and I've talked to Mrs. Monty about this, but what we're gonna do is we're gonna do micro drops. We're gonna do hey, here's ten shirts. The first ten people get shirts. Here's 10 beanies. Because what you guys have told us you want is beanies, t-shirts, and sweatshirts. I'm happy to do hoodies, beanies, and t-shirts. But it's not going to be 100 sweatshirts and 100 t-shirts and 100 beanies. And this is where the membership thing comes in, I'll be honest with you. Because if you're if you're a member, you're going to get access first. It just and is it, what it is. And if you're a member, you're going to get a discount on our yeah. merch. And you'll get it first. Ooh, yeah. that's not good. Uh, I'm on my way to the dentist. Yuck. Oh, damn, oh sorry to hear good that, luck, bro. man. Sorry to hear that, man. Uh, Salty Drunk says a 2023 membership t-shirt would be cool. Okay, done. How about that? I will I will make a t-shirt this weekend. I will design a t-shirt this weekend. And our girl Amber, uh, loyal listener of the show, is a, is, a, is a graphic designer. Maybe we'll have her put together yeah. a Mont- I'm a member of the Monty Show t-shirt. Yeah. And we'll, 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 we'll book them out. Absolutely. We can do that. Um, so yeah, if you guys want that, if you want to request merch, our beanies, what you guys want, we're, we're on the hunt for a really high quality beanie. That's what, that's what so many of you guys have told us. You want a beanie that, that has the Monty show logo on it. Happy to do that. Happy to do that. We made casual t-shirts that sold out in like two days. So I'm happy to do another run on the casual t-shirt. Um, Jeremy Bolton says, how about we get a number six headband that are stained with sweat? I mean, he's look. just a hack. No. Uh, Fat Jesus says, how about a members only jacket? See what he did there? Like members only. You don't, do you know what a members only jacket is? Oh, <gasps> like he doesn't Letterman know jacket? what a members. No. Oh, bro. Tragedy strikes the Monty What show. is it, dude? What a is members it, only jacket is amazing. What it's is a, it? It's a members. It's called. Google search right, it. Right, right, right. It's a members only jacket. It's it. a casual jacket. They have button straps on the shoulders. Like they were amazing. They were amazing. Members only Caruso headbands. Salty. Oh, yeah, I know what one of those jackets is. Salty drunk says I don't says know no, that as a members only jacket. It's the name members only jacket is legendary. No beanie for me. It's hot as a mofo down here right now. Okay, so t-shirt for you, my friend. Absolutely. All right, let's talk about. The Utah Jazz. Uh, Jazz and Magic tonight. Jazz are minus six, 215 uh, on the money line. It's actually a pretty good money line if you're betting the Magic. It's a pretty good money line. The Magic isn't terrible. Uh, The number's 233. Um, Jordan Clarkson. 
So, you know, if you are a member of the show, um, which I just put a link in the chat, uh, I, if you are a member of the show, you already know that uh, we gave you exclusive news yesterday before we distributed it to anybody else that Jordan Clarkson has officially been asked to be traded. Um, he has told the Jazz he will not sign an extension and that he would like to be traded to a contender. It is not a trade demand. Jordan Clarkson did not go to them and say, trade me or else. He did not do that. What he said to the Jazz is, listen, if I sign an extension with you, I am giving away a significant amount of money. He would, in fact, in all likelihood, be giving away somewhere on the line of 18 to $20 million total over a three-year deal. The Jazz can, at max, pay him $16 million. In the open market, he's looking at 22 to 24 million, in my opinion. From what I've been told by NBA sources, he's looking at 22 to 24 million in a robust market for Jordan Clarkson. So if you figure that he would get, you know, $72 million, let's say, versus, you know, the Jazz, who can pay him $16 million a year, so 74 versus 48. I mean, let's do the math here. It doesn't add up for Jordan Clarkson. He would be losing a significant amount of money signing an extension with the Jazz. By CBA rule, they can only give him a 120% raise from what he's at now. If he signs and trades away, he can only do 105%. What's going to happen is Jordan Clarkson's going to be traded to somebody, the Phoenix Suns, let's say, who feel like they're really close to an NBA championship and then they're going to roll the dice and hope to re-sign him in the offseason. That's what's going to happen here. This is not a trade demand. Jordan Clarkson saying, hey, I'm not going to sign an extension because it does not make financial sense, and I'd like you to trade me to an NBA Finals contender. That's what happened here, and Jake, I think this is absolutely the right move by Jordan Clarkson. I think he's handled it quite well. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, I maintain that he's doing the Jazz a favor. I think he's helping them. I think that he, you know, feels a certain... I don't know, a certain need to to take care of the organization on some level because they've taken care of him. And I and I think he's he has done a lot for this organization, um, not just on the floor, but off the floor. I would remind everybody he was the poster child of the rebrand that we all hated when it came out. Like he he was the face of the franchise. And I think that that Jordan uh, you know, understands that it's time for him to to get paid on this next contract and really make as much money as he can while he can. And I respect that. But I do think he deserves a lot of credit for keeping this quiet, for keeping this sort of under the radar. If if you're a casual jazz fan, like I said, that the guy I always describe as someone who who, you know, watches the jazz once or twice a week, but doesn't watch every game and kind of knows the big names like JC, but doesn't know all the little narratives and doesn't know about Will Hardy and Colin Sexton's fight on the bench or, you know, that minutiae in-game stuff. Jordan has done a good job keeping all this under the radar for that kind of jazz fan. And I think he deserves a lot of credit for that. I think he deserves a lot of credit for, hey, I'm going to hit the open market if you don't trade me. Like, that's just the reality of the situation. I'm not going to give away all this money. I'm just not doing it. And I don't think the jazz would expect him to do that. So that's why I say I think there's a mutual respect there. I think, you know, Jordan Clarkson has done right by the organization. He's done him a bit of a favor here. And now I think it's time for them to trade him to a contender. I think they need to respect that request. So to me, 
I think it's fair all the way around. I don't think Jordan should be some villain. I don't think he should be painted as a bad guy or any of that. I think he's done right here, and and I hope that Jazz Nation respects him for that. Yeah, and I, I think they do. You know, I, I think one of the things that's so interesting is that there's so many people who, you know, who just want to vilify guys who make financial decisions. Like, this is a business transaction for Jordan Clarkson. He's got one contract left, likely. He's 30 years old. When this contract expires, he'll be 34 years old. So for my money, I'm doing the exact same thing Jordan's doing. If I can get my 60 to $70 million bag, that's a lot better than a $40 million bag. I mean, it is simply a business transaction. But the thing that, that bothers you so much is that we tend to get over-emotional about this stuff. And I, I, I get it. Jordan Clarkson's the most popular Utah Jazz player, in my opinion. What do you think his value on the open market is? 22 to 24. I think 26 is 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 the absolute tippy top and it would take a special situation for him to get that. I think 22 to 24 is is the bread and butter is the expected value and I think that you know, Jordan, you know, the currency for Jordan right now is being on a contender that can win. I mean, I think that that ultimately is what's important to him outside of the money. And, and I think so if you said to Jordan, hey, we're going to trade you to Boston and they're signing you for 21, let's say he'll take that. Yeah. Right. He'll take that. But if you said, hey, we're going to send you to Dallas and they're going to pay you 25. OK, I'm good. But if it's Dallas and 21, I'm probably not good. You know what I mean? So. That's why I say I just think that Jordan wants to be in a winning situation and has, you know, has just made that clear. Yeah, I, I, I also think it's very interesting that, you know, you have a lot of people that, you know, like I get DMs every day like, oh, hey, what about this trade? Can we do that trade? Can you talk to me about this trade? And, and it's like, you guys, we don't speculate on trades on this show. Yeah, we don't do that. And the reason we don't do that is because you're talking about a guy's livelihood. Um, you know, there is this, you know, DeJounte Murray, Utah Jazz blockbuster floating around out there. Ten people have DM'd me on that. I've never heard DeJounte Murray's name one time linked to the Jazz in this scenario. Um, and hey, that may happen. Maybe it does. I don't know. I know that the Atlanta Hawks have significant interest in Jordan. Yeah. But I have not heard that DeJounte Murray is is leaving Atlanta to come to to the Jazz. I That doesn't make a lot of sense to me, frankly. Um, I also think that DeJounte Murray is probably more valuable to Atlanta right now than Trey Young is. Um, Trey Young and Nate McMillan have had trouble getting along, and this would be the second coach that Trey Young's gotten fired in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I think they have some dysfunction there now. And frankly, I don't think DeJounte Murray's a player that brings the Jazz to a championship, if we're being honest. I think that Jordan Clarkson... And I don't even know what you would have to give up, but if if you're the Atlanta Hawks, and I think the trade that was floated out there was something in the line of John Collins and DeJounte Murray for Beasley, Vando, and Jordan Clarkson. Why would you do that if you're Atlanta? That does not make you a better team. That does not make you a better team. You're talking about three role players for DeJounte Murray. Does that make you a better team? You're not talking about better money. Both of them have to be right at the same dollar value. I believe both Atlanta and the and the Jazz are hard capped. So I just don't see how, in my opinion, that that's even a possibility yeah. financially. And it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. But I think I think Atlanta has high interest. I know Atlanta wants Beasley. We've talked about that on the show. I think you know, if I'm Danny Ainge and he's been working on this, I'm told for over a week that this has been happening. 
Um, you know, I, so I don't think that I don't see a way here that Danny makes a massive trade that has Clarkson and Beasley in it. I think that would be a mistake. Yeah, I agree. Because I think you're you're leaving money on the table. Um, you know, like, and I I I don't I don't think that the the Jazz are taking another conditional draft pick in return. Yeah, there's been a lot of people who are. The Jazz don't need two Brooklyn Net draft picks. Like it just listen, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Listen, what has Danny done up until this point? Think about it. Think about the trades. Think about the the structure, the setup of what Danny's put together so far. And, and look, I know it's it's Rudy and Donovan, and those guys are are big enough players where you can trade them on their own essentially. But JC is no slouch. I mean, JC is someone that could be the core, the the single value you send out, and you get quite a bit back. So, you know, to me, I I, I don't see some you know. 10 player deal going down or eight player deal or like some crazy deal where Danny ships out half the team and gets a totally different team back. I, that's just not what they're, what they're doing. I mean, understand where you are, who you are, where you are and where you're going. I mean, who you are is a team that could win most of the games that you're in, but you don't know how to finish. You don't know how to close games. And that's why you struggle to win games right now, right? Where, where are you going? Well, you're you're going back through the draft and you're you're ideally going into 2020, you know, 23-24 season, you know, on a on a more positive note. You're you're I would hope that you're a guaranteed postseason team next season. That's what I would hope. But who who knows? Again, I still maintain this trade will largely define your playoff arc. If you yeah, get this trade that. right and you knock it down in the draft, you're gonna be a playoff team next year. If you mess this up and you miss in the draft, you're going to pay the price for that. But I don't think that'll happen because Danny Ainge is, is running the ship. Yeah, I, I I just think you need to wait. I, I don't know. My guess is that Danny's going to do this deal right at the deadline. If you're going to trade a guy like Jordan Clarkson, that's when you're going to have your highest leverage. Now, if he gets two first-round picks and he can make a larger deal... I still think the original deal that we broke first on this show that now all the national writers have picked up where it was the Suns, the Hawks, and the Jazz, Jordan Clarkson was not in that deal, and I think that's a deal that Atlanta is desperate to make. I think that's a deal that, that, that frankly, uh, Phoenix is desperate to make. Yeah. I mean, they, they would really – I think Atlanta would benefit hugely from Jay Crowder and Talon Horton-Tucker being on that roster and John Collins not being on that roster – um, I think it is. It makes a ton of sense um, that you have a guy in Beasley and Vando ending up in Phoenix because Malik Beasley exactly is exactly what that team needs. Yeah. Um, his mid-range flex this year has been unbelievable, um, and I also think Bogdan Bogdanovich ending up in a Phoenix uniform makes them an absolute NBA title contender. Yeah. An interesting note out of Atlanta from Woj: uh, the Hawks are apparently finalizing a deal to make Kyle Korver an assistant GM. Uh, he moved, he's moving up to the front office under GM Landry Fields after several months as a, you know, director of player development and affairs. Um, you know, and, and if you remember, Corver was an all-star in 2015 with Atlanta. So interesting, you know, I'm not sure that that means anything for a potential jazz trade, no, but it I, think it, I think it's interesting when you get another voice in the room for trades. I think that absolutely, you know, affects what they do. Yeah, and I, I just think that, you know, like if you look at if you look at 
Yusuf, uh, Yusuf's comment here, Clarkson's numbers flourished in Utah. Why would he want to leave? It's simply a money deal, man. They cannot offer Jordan Clarkson as much money as he's going to get in free agency this summer. Yeah. He is he next season he has a player option. Yeah. He is going to 100% opt out of that and become an unrestricted free agent. If the Jazz do not trade him, they will lose him. Plain and simple. And on the Jazz side of it, the bottom line is Jordan Clarkson on a 65 million dollar deal, 70 million dollar deal doesn't make a lot of sense. Doesn't make a lot of sense at all. Why why would you want to trade or why would you want to sign Jordan Clarkson for three years and why are you going to want to pay him you know if you do the math you pay him 22 million 24 million dollars a year let's say because I think that's he's going to get 22 to 24 so if we go 24 times three that's 72 million dollars man over three years to Jordan Clarkson who's a sixth man on a team that's not going to be competing for a championship when he's clearly stated he'd like to compete for a championship yeah it just, it makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense to move him. Jaron Eccles says, if we trade Clarkson, are we keeping Beasley? No, I don't think you are. I don't think you are. I think Beasley has a lot of value around the, around the league. You know, it, it is to me anyway, um, you know, what I would, what I would tell you is that guys like Beasley and Clarkson are in twilights of their career. Yeah, dude, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Don't get married up to these guys emotionally as a jazz fan. These are not guys that are going to be here when you win a championship. These are guys that 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 Danny Ainge worked on in the in the uh, Gobert deal, obviously with Beasley and Vando, that are trade ships. And Clarkson, the development of Jordan Clarkson in this in this trade situation is just simply that he he I feel like was doing nice by the organization. That's all this is. You know what I mean? Like. Like, anybody who follows the Jazz closely knows that he was on a player option. You knew that this conversation needed to be had at some point. You know, and, and it's just a matter of when it comes up. Well, it's coming up now because the trade deadline's getting closer. So that's why I say it, it, you can't get married up to these guys. And I know we all like to speculate. I know. It's it's what we do as people. It's like our it's it's our cocaine in basketball. We need to speculate. It's our cocaine. Like it's we need to speculate on uh like when LeBron did the ESPN interview. Where is LeBron going? The announcement. Right. It's ESPN in the interview. D Wade is having dinner with Chris Bosch and company and they're getting ready to celebrate. Like, you know what I mean? That's just what we do as sports fans. So I understand why you guys speculate, but the one thing that you can't do and that I that I won't understand is getting married up to guys in and I would tell you it's Vando, Beasley and JC. Those three guys shouldn't be married to those guys. Those guys are all even before the Jordan Clarkson stuff has come about the last 2 days. Even before that we've been saying JC is a guy that needs to move on and he yeah. will now move on. Yeah, totally agree. All right, um your thoughts on this uh like is Jordan Clarkson the most popular Utah Jazz player? Yeah. I, I think, think so. he is. But I, I think, think he is. I think that this move will hurt him yeah. in the eyes of fans. Uh, you think so? Yeah, I think that, again, like I said earlier in the show, for those of you who listen to the 6 o'clock, I think that, that Jazz fans are have a real short leash on guys leaving. They take it personally. They want to say, oh, well, well, you don't want to be here. That's true. Kick rocks. Like, they don't have any under like again with all due respect i'm not trying to hate on jazz fans but you you know a lot of casual jazz fans 
don't know that he's on a player option. They don't know what what it means that the Jazz can only pay him 105%. And like, you know, they don't know all the little intricate details that that paint a picture of, hey, Jordan did the team a favor. It's not that he's trying to get out. He just wants to be paid. Like, they don't get that. So that's what I'm saying. That's why I think this move hurt will hurt Jordan Clarkson. Which yeah, is fans. ultimately, I, I agree with that, that people tend to get emotional. Um I think people yeah. tend to get emotional about it. Yes, yes, you yes. Know? And, it, and it's one of those deals where I think when you look at um, a lot of these teams, like, and I'm looking uh, at the Jazz, and the Utah Jazz are are hard capped. Yeah. Uh, there's no doubt about that, which, which, is, which essentially means, means yeah. you, you're dollar for dollar. Atlanta is not hard capped, um, which means you're over the luxury tax, um, and you have to you have to really, you know, you have to be kept below the apron of 157 million. Like you, you cannot, you cannot yes. do that. And it, it is one of those things where you have to be dollar for dollar. And the Utah Jazz right now, if you look at where they are, um, they're at $149 million. And so they're not, they can't take on much salary. Yeah. So if you, if you bring in a guy like John Collins, you, that's why I said, I mean, it was no accident that Talon Horton Tucker, who hadn't played in two and a half weeks, all of a sudden showed up in the lineup. Yeah. We told you that on the show. That wasn't an accident. No, it was not. Um, so you start looking at the fact THT makes $10 million bucks. He's 21 years old. He's got value to teams around the league. So that's why when you look at those teams, like you look at you look at a team like in Oklahoma City is hard capped at 150. They're, I think they're at $150 million right now. Um, you know, Washington's at 187. That's why the Kuzma trade is really important for them. Um, you know, Minnesota is cartoonishly hard capped, you know, cause they're at $178 million. So it's tough. Uh, salty drunk says Clarkson will walk out a much better player than when he walked in. Absolutely. Agreed. Brett Burnett says the jazz by rule can only extend a player a certain amount. Not even the jazz, um, not even that the Jazz don't want to pay more than it is by rule. Right. I mean, they, they, I don't even, but in the summer, are you going to pay him $74 million, $72 million? I'm Why not. would you do that? Like, and again, I'm it's not. not a, it's not a, Hey, JC sucks or JC's not worth it. It, it. The, the reality of the situation is paying buddy $70 million over three just doesn't make sense. I, I mean, with where you're at, I mean, it didn't make sense to, to, to pay Conley what you were paying. Conley. No, it does not. But no, it at, does not. But at least with Mike, it's like, oh, well, he's got this leadership role and he can mentor Colin and you're starting to sure. see him working with Ochai a little bit. Like you see these little things happening, which look, with, again, with JC, it's just business, man. Like it literally is just business. And it's and again, it. but again, man, like I, I was uh, I was told again yesterday, there's no hard feelings like there is this group the the, the this group of players in management have a really good relationship, which was not the case last year. How many, how many mornings did we sit on the show and talk about the, you know, last December, the dysfunction in the locker room with this team and everybody's told us we were idiots. You don't know what you're talking about. There's no chemistry problems. And absolutely. Yeah. There are chemistry problems. I hear just the opposite about this <laughs> locker room. Jordan Clarkson is very popular amongst his teammates. Jordan Clarkson, Danny Ainge, Ryan Smith have mutual respect for each other. Yeah. They understand where they're at. And that's why it's not an acrimonious or animus thing. There's no heat between the parties. It's simply business. And I think once you come to grips with that, you see why it makes a lot of sense. I will just reiterate, Jordan Clarkson has handled this with nothing but pure class. 
He has not made this public. He has not gone out and demanded a trade and said, you will trade me or else. He's not but done that. But I think that. that's what it comes off as, though. We need to be, you know, really, you know, realistic about that. I think like, it comes off like that because I think fans don't, fans don't understand that Jordan Clarkson, you know, is a guy that, that has to get this payday. Nobody yes. thinks about the fact that he's 30 years old now. This is probably his last big contract. Yeah. Right. Guys that are 34 years old and role players don't get huge contracts because, again, if we're being honest about Jordan Clarkson, he's a sixth man. He's a bench player. He is not a starting two guard in this league. Yeah. That's not how his game translates. He is as skilled as the day is long. But what he's not is he's not a guy that conforms to a system. His best basketball is played freestyle. And that's a sixth man, and he earned the sixth man of the year award. Who, who's going to forget Jordan Clarkson and, and and Joe Ingles sharing that moment? Yeah. Right? Like, it, it just is who he is. You can't – I agree with you. You can't get emotional about it. And what you also can't do is forget to hit the like button right now before we get to your comments. Uh, on this show, the like button's a big deal. It helps the channel grow. Uh, again, we are rapidly approaching 10,000 subscribers on the channel, which, man, you guys are amazing because without you, we could never do that. Um, and we right now are at 9239. So we are picking up nicely. We're trying to get to 10,000 by my birthday, which is February 19th. Um, so make sure you smash that like button right now. We've had, uh, you know, 1300 views and, uh, only 81 likes right now. So let's pump those numbers up. Those yeah. are rookie numbers. Mom. Colin Sexton, Eric and Raleigh says can be a six man on a contract that's $6 million a year, less than Clarkson. And he's six years younger. Yeah. yeah. I, I, listen, if Jordan would sign an extension right now today for the numbers that you're allowed to sign him to, I think they would do it without even a question. The cap is going up, but if JC wants out, he's been very loyal, so I would try to help. Agreed. I don't think Jordan wants out. I think Jordan Clarkson needs to get paid. And I think if Jordan Clarkson could get $70 million worth of an extension from the Jazz for three years, this would be a done deal already. But you see what I mean with comments like that. With all due respect, I'm not saying it's a bad comment, but you, you see the sentiment that it puts on fans. Yeah. Can I, uh, says, these are the trades that get us to a championship. Don't get butt hurt about any trades this coming month. Yeah. Don't get butt hurt. Yeah. Listen, if your buttocks are a little chapped at the end of the trade deadline... I totally agree, TJ. Yes. I mean, this is when you build championships. I, yep. I, I think, and, and furthermore, we wind the clock back to, to last fall. What did Danny Ainge say? Hey, that wasn't my team yet. No. Nope. I couldn't make deals. So last trade deadline, when this team absolutely disintegrated, which, by the way, again, I'll pat myself on the back. Do it. We absolutely, Take a lap, dude. We had that story first. Yes. That this team was coming apart, and Quinn Snyder essentially resigned his position the day they didn't make a deal at the deadline last year. Yeah. That's when this team fell apart because chemistry-wise, they were at each other's throats. This is a code 10 abort. Like there was, there was visceral, it was visceral anger and, and awkwardness in that locker room last year. Yeah. And if they'd have made a deal at the deadline, that would have changed, I think. The issue is they couldn't make a Rudy Gobert trade at the deadline, but they waited till the summer. And who told you first last December that this team was going to trade Rudy Gobert, that they had told Donovan, we're going to build around you and we're going to trade Rudy Gobert. That would be us. And they traded Rudy Gobert. And I think it just became untenuous to try and keep the rest of this core together. You knew, you knew when, when Donovan got traded that this was a really seismic period of time, that we had lost a really good era of Utah Jazz basketball. Correct. 
And Jordan Clarkson is the last bastion of that era. And he is sadly not going to be here. I think a month from now, he's wearing a different, a different uniform. Yeah. For being honest, Riley O'Brien, a member of the program. What's up? The best RV salesman in the state of Utah. This is exactly why it's cartoonish when Holly Rowe fawns over jazz players. Telling Clarkson this is your team now after the Cavs game, she paints them as though they're superheroes. They're people just like us. <laughs> and it's, that's the issue with, with being a homer broadcast. There will be shock and disappointment when Jordan Clarkson is traded. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We're heartbroken. But do you want shock and disappointment at the trade deadline or Jordan Clarkson walking away in the summer? For nothing. That's, when, that's what the, where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. That's where the rubber meets Precisely. the road. Uh, Salty Drunk says, JC to the Bucks with his uh, boy Jingles. Yeah, and look, that's what I'm saying. It's teams like the Bucks, you know, or He'd teams like fit. Boston or, or Brooklyn or, you know. I, I, I don't mean, even I, want to know where the Milwaukee Bucks I, are. I, I would hesitate to think that they trade him in the Western Conference, but, you know. Ooh, the Milwaukee Bucks are $191 million in total cap. Yeah, that's probably not. I, I Listen, again, I think one of the teams that I'd watch for is Golden State. Because if you trade Jordan Clarkson, and let's say in some incarnation of a deal, you get a James Wiseman back. Yeah. You, would you hate that trade? No. I but would not hate that trade. it takes you out of the, the Phoenix business for DeAndre. It does. I w- and, and again, I'm telling you, my personal opinion is, and I've heard repeatedly that the Jazz and the Suns are very close to a deal. If you can get DeAndre Ayton, now that deal will not be able to be consummated until the 15th, so Sunday. If you could get DeAndre Ayton and John Collins and you ship out Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, THT, and Jordan Clarkson to get that deal done, tell me you wouldn't do that. Yeah, you're in a good spot there. Right? That really helps Lori you, get more you're looks. Gonna have to, yeah, you're going to have to completely change your roster again. But if I can get John John Collins, I'm doing that. But if I can get DeAndre Ayton, you got to be on it. And I and I and everyone. One of know, those two again, trades would be spectacular. In the members only group, again, not, I know we talked a lot about the membership thing today, but I just like to keep pointing it out so you guys understand the value you're getting in the member group, dude. Like yesterday, we had a whole conversation about DeAndre Ayton, his issues in Phoenix. There was one point that was brought up specifically. I don't remember who it was. I apologize, but basically, this person said, "Hey, I'd be concerned about DeAndre Ayton's drama in the locker room." Is he a drama guy? And I said, and I firmly believe, we can't yet say if he's a drama guy or if that's a Phoenix issue. Now, if he comes to the Jazz and it's more drama, then it's Aiden. Yeah, right? and I think here on, on the Monty Show, when we talk Utah Jazz basketball, you should be thinking quick, quack, car wash. They present Utah Jazz basketball in the NBA right here on the Monty Show every single day. I love when you guys tweet us pictures of you going through the quick, quack, car wash with your kids and the colors. It's amazing. Five minutes in and out. It took me longer to get my shake at Protein Foundry last night than it did to get my car washed across the street at Quick Quack in the district in Sojo. So hook it up at Quick Quack Car Wash. Make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. I, I, and I do think there is a valid discussion around whether you would want DeAndre Ayton or John Collins. I'm telling you DeAndre Ayton. Right. And you know what? I, I know that DeAndre, to your point, is a drama guy in, in, in Phoenix. But I think a lot of that is that Monty Williams doesn't like DeAndre Ayton. There's a lot not to not to like about DeAndre Ayton. He does not catch the ball well. And for a big man that runs the floor, that's frustrating. But what do you love about DeAndre Ayton? 
that he can shoot the ball. He's got three levels of play. He is great on the on the break. He is a great finisher on the break. He is a great shooter at the free throw line. He is a tremendous mid-range jump shot. And if he's given development, I believe that he could he can be a, a 25, 30% shooter from three, which on this team would be magnificent, but he's not a good defender. But guess what? John Collins is not a good defender. John shoots the three probably better than DeAndre Ayton does. I just think that John Collins' offensive upside is never going to get close to DeAndre Ayton. And I think if you stick a cattle prod up DeAndre Ayton's canal, he will become oh, a better man. he will become a better defender. I don't know what that was or where it came from, but I said it. My point is, I think the upside on DeAndre, and, and I will go to my my grave saying it. I do not believe that we have seen nearly the top end of DeAndre Ayton yet. Yeah, I don't believe that we have, and I think that I think that he's a guy that you can get a lot out of. Yeah. I, I I truly truly do, um, and I'd be excited to see that. I would. Uh, let's see. Uh, Eric and Raleigh says Jazz fans need to marry themselves to Kelly Olynyk and Laurie Markkinen. Nah, nah, bro. Markkinen, yes. Will you? KO. And will will you please go vote for Laurie Markkinen to get into the All Star game? Anybody, <laughs> please. Uh, Burdett says uh, JC to the Suns. The Suns most desperate and have draft capital to give. They do. They do. Uh, Jaron says, is Ochai a guy that you see staying for a while, or would he be a filler piece in a trade? I'd love to have I'd love to have Ochai in the corner for the next two years, and let's see how good he can become. Because that kid's got a lot of growing and maturing to do in this league. I'm an Ochai guy all day, all day long. Now that said, Jaron uh, was it? Who yeah, Jaron. Yep. That said, Jaron, that does not preclude him from being a filler piece in a trade. I, I mean, you know, yes, he's absolutely one of those guys you could include as a filler piece, but. If it was me, if I was Jay-Z and Danny, I wouldn't be moving him for, yeah, I would agree, two years. Hey, look at that. I missed it. Alex Chacombe becomes a member of the program. Hey, hey. Let's go, Every, Alex. Everybody, welcome Alex Chacombe to the program. Let's go. Alex, appreciate you. Alex, now make sure you DM Jake because that will get you uh, into our members-only chat on Instagram where we gave you the Jordan Clarkson story first. Several weeks ago, we gave you the Malik Beasley story first. Uh, the the Suns, Hawks, uh, Jazz, we told you first in that group that the Suns had moved on. You get a lot of insider information first right there. You get a discount on merch. You get the merch first. You get access to our events first. You knew about Max Tooley coming to my birthday bash on March 10th, March, March 10th right here at Maverick Center for the Grizzlies game. Like, it's amazing. It's that that Instagram group is worth it on its own, but you also get a daily video right here on the channel. Yep. I mean, you get all kinds of exclusive stuff. It's $9.99 a month. And Alex Chacon is Chacon. our latest member. Alex, really appreciate you, man. Thank you so much for being here. That is uh fantastically awesome. Um, let's see. Jeremy Bolton. What does Aiton have did that Rudy Gobert have not did? You know, you always got to stir the pot, Jeremy, don't you? Well, I think, one, DeAndre Ayton can be on the floor in the biggest moments. Two, DeAndre Ayton's got NBA playoff, NBA finals experience. Three, he is a much, 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 much better offensive player than Rudy, who missed a layup on the fast break two weeks ago. Uh, I mean, the, the, the <coughs> offensive ability of, of DeAndre Ayton to the moon. There's a huge difference in that 
I think Rudy Gobert is a very limited defender. He's a lead in the paint. Outside of the paint, he is absolutely a liability. At least DeAndre's learning to use his hips and shoulders. Yeah. I also think that DeAndre Ayton plays the game that the NBA dictates, which is pick and pop, run the floor. That's what your fours and fives have to do. And I think DeAndre does that. So I think he has got a much bigger upside. Brent Burnett says John Collins is playing terrible. You can see the trade deadline wearing on John Collins because it's being openly talked about. Openly talked about. Yeah, totally agree, Salty, that uh, Aiton has an automatic mid-range. Automatic. Automatic, yeah. Mapes, what's up? Wouldn't it be worth throwing in a pick or two to get both Aiton and Collins? I don't think you have the cap space to get them both. But if you get one of the two, I'm a DeAndre Aiton guy. I think Phoenix would like to move on from him and Jay Crowder. And I can see the Jazz getting in on DeAndre Ayton. Absolutely. There's no doubt. Uh, Brent Burnett, Gobert better at the intangibles than Ayton like screening. Yeah, I mean, I think well, Rudy's screen game is strong, obviously. I mean, I, there's, not, there's no, you, there's no, no disputing that. I mean, I think that, you know, I, I but I, at the same time, I don't know. I mean, at the same time, I often find myself saying, Great, you can set screens, but what good are you if all you can do is run to the weak side? Like, well, you know what I mean? Like, and Lewis makes a good point that DeAndre Ayton is super moist. Well, you know. Oh my God, just like that. Oh. <laughs> Love you, Lewis. Jake Gordon says Jake did uh, did make a good point in the chat yesterday that it might just be the Suns, um, but having him in Utah would be huge. Oh my God, just like that. Oh. See now, more comments like that, please. More comments like that. I like that energy. I'm sure you do. Silence, Alex. Jazz want to get him cheap. Stick to the flaws. Uh, Alex Chacon, a new member of the program, thank you, uh, says he's having an off year, but he could easily be a 20 and 10 guy. John Think about Collins, that. Think absolutely. about that. 20 points a game more over, you know. Vando. Yeah. Over a Walker Kessler's offensive output. Yeah. That's a big <laughs> difference. If Walker Kessler is your first big off the bench, or if you can play Walker at the five and eight and at the four, now you'd have to have him defend fours and that stuff. Like, but you have flexibility. Yeah. The biggest issue with John Collins is he is not great defensively at all. At all. Uh, Yusuf says Aiton offers more than Collins. I, I would agree with that. Uh, Brett Burnett says Aiton is superior to Collins. I would agree with that. Um, let's go. Tanner says Alex Chacon, the real super soaker. No, <laughs> Tanner, that's you. Oh, my God, just like that. Can't oh. give that one away. Uh, Jake says I've been voting uh, Laurie to the All-Star game. What are all the votes at? Not good. He's not He's going to have to be an alternate at this point. Can't do something for Come on, man. Get on those Lori Marketing votes. Uh, Mabe says, Tanner, go frozen and let it go. Exactly right. Brett Burnett, NY is right. Collins underperforming and is expensive. He is. There's, there's no doubt about that. But again, that. I always maintain that guys in their current situations underperform when they don't want to be there anymore. So who's to say what he'd do in a jazz uniform? Yeah, Yusuf says Collins works well for top 10 plays. A lot of times on the wrong end of it. Thank you very much. Severe, a member of the show, says Aiton would be a great addition, but I like the positionless flexibility that John Collins brings. In the jazz situation, I would go with Aiton more potential. I think the upside Agreed. is the upside is amazing. Um, Alex Chacon says, Tanner, I can't take your title from you. Exactly right. And Mapes says that's a mic drop moment. Don't disagree. Uh, why not both Collins and Aiton while we're dreaming? Trade Conley and Clarkson and whom else for them? I just think Collins and Aiton together is $50 million. But the Aiton thing isn't dreaming, Brent. It's not. Mm-mm. Like, I don't know what you mean by dreaming. Like, Aiton is a real thing. Yeah. 
Uh, Brent Terry says the Suns want to trade Aiton because he doesn't play defense. He's just as limited as Gobert is, but in reverse. Uh, but his upside, it's Luka Doncic, right? Like Luka last night can't stop anybody on the Lakers. Yet what do you get? You get Luka dropping a 30-point triple-double in a double overtime win against LeBron and the Lakers. I'd rather have an elite offensive player at his position, which DeAndre is, than a limited offensive player and a guy who doesn't play defense in John Collins. Right. Because if I if it's John Collins and not DeAndre Ayton, you have to backfill a little bit around John to make up for his inadequacies. Whereas DeAndre Ayton, I, I just don't think his defense his defense is improved. Right. And I think here in Utah, with the developmental program they put in place, his defense could get vastly improved. Yeah, and the difference is, is Aiton's a seven-footer. <laughs> like, John Collins is undersized. So when we're talking about defense, we're talking about eating space. We're talking about rim protection, yeah. which the Jazz really struggle with. Like, Aiton would be the upside potentially you're looking for. And yeah, in Will Hardy's system, when they want to get out and play at pace, like, imagine NAW coming off of the screen from Aiton drawing the double and kicking to the elbow so Aiton can knock that down. I mean, that is that is by the book what they do in Phoenix regularly. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying Aiton opens up a lot of opportunity. Yep, I agree. But uh, Brandon Butler makes a great point. The problem with Aiton is he can void any trade if he does not want to come here. He does have a full no trade. Yeah, As a guy on an extension, he has a full no trade. But I also think that DeAndre sees the upside here. I mean, he wanted to go to Indiana. I think uh, he just wants out of Phoenix. That's what I think. Yeah, he but wants. I also think he recognizes that the Utah Jazz are a are a championship organization, and I think he recognizes that his personality would fit well uh, into Salt Lake City. So yeah. I don't necessarily worry about that as much as some others do. But you know, uh, Lewis says being a great screener but not being able to shoot in the mid range is what makes Gobert a liability compared to Aiton. Great point. Yeah. What good is a pick and pop if you can't pop? Yeah. You What's know what the I'm point? Saying? The defense doesn't have to respect it. Jake's girlfriend asks him that every day. Why can't you pop? Jake Gordon says, Please. Uh, it's the name I've got to agree with your takes for the name's sake, Jake. That's right. That's right. Kindred spirits and Jakey Poo. Right. Uh, Jordan Wheeler says, what are the sources that Clarkson has requested to trade? Well, your mom told me. Um, yeah, here, let You're me. Fucking Cole yeah, Beasley. Beasley told me. Let me bullet point my sources. I love when Pete, Tanner Tanner asks me that all the time. Hey, on Twitter, he'll be like, hey, Matt, who are your sources? Your mom, Tanner. It's your mom. She told me. Lisa Wilson? Yeah, you know. Ron Nolan says, uh, I understand finance. I just don't believe the product is worth the price, Ron says. Not sure what you're speaking on. Help me on that, Ron. What are you talking about there? Give me the idea. Where are we working at, yo? Uh, Brent Burnett, Wolves just don't know how to use their players. Listen. It's not how to use your players. Like one of the trades that I heard was D'Angelo Russell moving to Phoenix, which I think would be a huge get. They have a terribly pieced together roster. It just doesn't make sense. You can't play Cat and Rudy Gobert together. No. It just does not work. <laughs> and again, this is the the Aiton John Collins thing. It's all good that Carl Anthony Towns wants to be a four on offense. But what happened on defense? He gets torched. You're, you can't defend fours in this league. You can't defend Kyle Kuzma in this league. Are you kidding me? That's the problem. Uh, Jordan Wheeler says, I don't want Aiton. We have Walker Kessler for way cheaper. Walker Kessler and DeAndre Aiton are different players. I can see playing Walker Kessler and DeAndre Aiton together in certain sets. I, I can see that. Walker Kessler is a guy who probably for the next two years needs to be your first big off the bench. 
So there is absolutely, I, I think there's absolutely a mesh there yeah. where you could make that work. You know, like Walker Kessler, I think has tremendous upside. I, I'm with you, Jordan. I just think if you can get a, a massive upgrade in DeAndre Ayton, come on now. Uh, what is going to happen with Conley? Do we have uh, to keep him to mentor Sexton? Can Sexton grow enough to be a reliable starter or has his opportunity passed? Okay, so there's a lot in that question. Um, I think, I don't, from what I understand, what sources have told me, there is not an appetite or an urgency to move Mike Conley. Uh, Mike does not necessarily want to be traded and the Jazz like having him on their roster. It's why they overpaid to keep him two years ago. Yeah. Um, or a year ago, I guess, at this point. And I think that, I think Danny would trade his cousin to get a first-round pick. I know that there's value for Mike around the league. I think the Lakers and, and Mavs have made that very clear. I think the Knicks would love to have a, a backup in Mike. I think that's, I that's Mike's deal right now is he's a backup point guard. I know that Phoenix has inquired about Mike Conley, um, but he's a 20-minute-a-night guy at this point in his career. But he's also a tremendous human being, and you'd love to have him. As far as Colin Sexton goes, you got to remember this is a dude that's coming off of a major knee injury. And that's going to require a year to get over on that. You look at Jamal Murray in Denver. I think you look at any guy that's got an ACL injury. What do they usually come up with? Well, a hamstring issue, which is what Colin's dealing with now. Because you rehab and you rehab. Whoa, hey, you rehab and you rehab and you rehab. And it takes a toll on the rest of your lower half. And I think that's why at this point you're, you're looking at Colin just getting through this year. I think that's HIPAA. I have no doubt that he can be a 20-point-per-night guy again. And probably more than that. Probably more than that. Uh, Salty Drunk says, I would love Brooke Lopez. I think a lot of people would like Lopez. Um, Jordan says, take out this year and look at John Collins' numbers. He's a better player than Aiton. Right. I understand that there's a lot of value in John Collins. I don't disagree with that. DeAndre Aiton has made a deep run on the best team in the NBA and went all the way to the NBA Finals. It was a disaster for him. I totally get that. He's got that experience. He's got a good demeanor. And he has more polish and more upside potential defensively if DeAndre Ayton just becomes slightly above replacement on defense. Yeah. I mean, he's one of the best bigs in the NBA. And the other thing there in that comment that I would point out that I respectfully I disagree with, Jordan, is that is that if you play Kessler, you have rim protection. I agree Kessler is a is really gifted at blocking shots. It's one of the most enjoyable parts of his game. Love watching it. But I think one thing that nobody talks about is Kessler can be moved. Kessler physically is not yet ready to battle guys at the rim. I would agree he is with that. an opportunistic shot blocker that is damn good at it. But when you get a big who can just back him down, they are able to move him. So that's why I say like, I I love I think Walker Kessler is huge upside potential yeah. in the league. But but if you're so asking me, hey, who's going to be the center on our championship team? Jazz fans, you got to start believing that this team can be a finals team, like an NBA finals team inside of three years. And what it's going to take to do that is a DeAndre Ayton level big that can operate. That's what you need to take to start taking that next step forward. Now, again, hear me clearly because I don't want this to get all twisted and misconstrued or I said something I didn't say. DeAndre Ayton has issues, right? Defensively, he's not great. I think he could be a bit better under Fizdale. I think there's a lot of development that could happen there. But you're buying him because you want to take the pressure off floor. You want to space the floor more, and you want to give your guys more opportunity. So that's why I'm saying, man, look forward a little bit. I know you like Walker, 
But the guy's got to lift some more weights. The guy's got to develop a little more. And DeAndre Ayton, frankly, has already done the lifting of the weights. He's already done the developing. He's ready yeah, to go. I agree 100%. As we talk Utah Jazz basketball, and the question on the table this morning is, should the Utah Jazz trade Jordan Clarkson? Um, after Jordan Clarkson went to them and, and, and said, hey, I am not going to sign an extension right now here uh, because the money doesn't make sense. The Jazz are capped at 120% increase, uh, which is about $16 million a year when he can get 20 to $24 million on the open market. Yeah. And he has said, I'm not going to sign an extension with the Jazz, and I would like to be traded to a title contender. Yeah. And I think you need to honor that request. I do. One of the things that's interesting is, though, Ryan Smith is dodging our show. And I, I think it's really interesting. You'll notice that the Rye guy um, has done – pretty much every safe show in the, in town. He knows he did, I believe he did Spence's show the other day. Spence Checkets is never going to ask Ryan Smith a tough question. He's in the club. He goes on every show on the zone. They're never going to ask him a tough question. He owns that station. Like it's, it's pretty interesting to me that Ryan Smith only does interview with in, in safe formats. Uh-huh. That's really interesting to me. And I'm curious, like, what is the level of, of belief in Ryan Smith right now? What is the level of accountability for Ryan Smith right now? Because we've asked at least a dozen times to have him on our show, and he's never once come on the show. And we were told last time, well, he's not doing interviews right now. Well, now he's doing interviews, and, he, and he's declined to come on our show. So I'm curious, is that just because we're the hacks on YouTube? Is that because they offered us a job and we did not take it? Is that because he knows that he's going to be asked about things like the jersey reveal, the business of the business? Like, I'm curious why he won't come on our show. Because uh -huh. the re reason we were given is we were told that he will not come on our show because we are a competitor to his partners. So he won't come on our show. They straight up told me, hey, he's only going on the shows that you know are owned. Um, and without telling you... I will read you directly the note that we got back on this. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I want to be careful. We always try to protect people here. Um, he has done some recent interviews, particularly for our jazz outlets with David Locke um, and The Zone on Donovan's return, midway point all-star game of the season. Those are arranged through uh, somebody, this other person. Please reach out to this other person. That other person then uh, wrote back and said, hey, uh, appreciate you reaching out. Your show sounds great, but Ryan does not, uh, does not do interviews with competitors. That's what we were told. <laughs> and then one of our sources at the Jazz, who we talk to on a pretty regular basis, straight up called me the other day and said he's not going to come on your show because he views you guys as competitors to the zone. So he's not going to come on our show. And I said, well, he went on Spence's show, and the guy straight up said to me, well, that's a softball. Like, it's Spence's in the club. So, and I totally understand that. Yeah. I just think it's interesting that Ryan Smith dodges, dodges interviews where he may potentially get real-world questions. Yeah, and I think what's really interesting is, you know, I mean, I could easily, I could easily go full nuketown on this whole situation. I could easily say some not nice things about this because I think it is, you know, I think it's, well, I'll just keep using the word, interesting right yeah. Yeah. um 
But what I will say is I think it furthers the thought and it continues to hammer home that the media in this town is biased, that the media in this town is a cool kids club and the media in this town uh, runs in the same circle. They all eat lunch at the same lunch table. They all play in the same sandbox. So, so with all due respect to Sarah Todd, I actually think she's, you know, she does good work, right? Like I, I don't read her work cause I'm not paying for it, but she does good work, obviously. Like, with all due respect to her and some of the other folks in this town, like, I'm just not interested because I know you're biased and never going to give me the truth. And that's what what I think people get confused on on our show. I think that people think, oh, well, these guys just want to just wanna have Ryan on to, to, to tear it up, to call him out, to say all these, all these things. It's like, no, dude, I'd like to ask Ryan Smith, what do you think? Like, I'd like to have a state of the union with Ryan Smith. I'd I like would. To, I'd like to ask him, hey, you know... I, we know the public, it's public knowledge. Like, this isn't rocket science or me inventing something. Hey, you spent a lot of money on the building for the All-Star game. Like, that's an NBA business process. That's not a secret. How much money does the does hosting the NBA All-Star game take out of your pocket? And how much is that affecting what you're able to do in in NBA business? Like, in Aiton deals or in John Collins deals or, like, in all these different situations. Like, I don't understand why questions like that are looked down upon. I don't understand why I we we can't ask Ryan Smith, hey dude, we understand that the rebrand thing didn't go the way you wanted it to go. I'm not here to criticize you about that. But what I am here to ask is like, hey man, like obviously the rebrand happened. Where are you at on the rebrand? Do you like what do you like where it's at? Or, you know, do you do you expect that there will be other stuff added. Like, where are we at on that? Well, and I, I think the thing is, and if if you're here watching right now, all 142 of you, please hit the like button. That really helps our channel grow. Um, the thing that the the thing that I want to convey is, we hear all the time, "Well, you guys are the hacks on YouTube because they won't give you a job in radio." I can tell you factually, every radio station in this town, sports talk, has asked us more than once to come and work for them. In fact, has said, what would it take? How Straight much up would asked us, pay? what would it take? What would it, it, so for us, it's not a thing that we're not on the radio. We make more money and have more control. And frankly, our freedom from that anchor, having to kowtow to Ryan Smith or having to kowtow to Utah or having to kowtow to BYU, that kind of gives us our, our space to operate. I think Ryan Smith doesn't come on the show because he knows that we are going to ask him about trading Donovan Mitchell. Ryan, did Donovan Mitchell ask for a trade? Did he demand a trade? Hey, were you aware when you signed that contract with Rudy Gobert, the financial implications it was going to have? And how much are those financial implications still impacting this club today? Hey, how much, how much drain has hosting the All-Star Game put on your pocketbook? Hey, how much money have you not made because you're stuck in a TV deal that you didn't make? Those are the things I would want to talk about. Uh, hey, our newest member. Look at that. Am Amber Spencer Amber. has become a member of the program. Amber, appreciate Let's that. Go. Welcome to the program, Amber. Appreciate you. Please DM me. I will get you added. Amber, we thought about you last night because a car in South Jordan was stolen off of a driveway and we were hoping you and your friends would go track it down. <coughs> <coughs> Amber and her friends chased a, an air tag that was stolen out of their car. It was a great story. Yeah. We told the story on the show. But what it's are, good to what, see what you. are the people saying about this? It's good to see you. Uh, let's see. Amber, appreciate membership. You guys, it's 10 bucks a month. Just click the uh, link we put in the chat right there. 
Uh, Teddy Wayman gives us five more dollars. Now I got to give you like two pizzas. Uh, bro, the zone doesn't hold a candle compared to this show. In fact, no show in Utah does. And listen, it's not a thing where we're like, oh, they suck. We're great. The facts of the matter is I worked in radio for 30 plus years. Yeah. I've worked at the heights of this business from ESPN and Sporting News to KMBR in San Francisco. I've won the highest honor that you can win in radio and Edward R. Murrow Award. Like I have had a great career. Why would I go work for somebody else and have them control my paycheck, control what I can say on the air and control what time I can do my show? I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. We don't do that. And again, I tell you that they've offered us that, the, how, how do I say this politely? The radio groups in this town have, have said things to us. And I told you this story the other day, one of the radio operators in this town called us and said, look, we know you're struggling for money. Like we're building a studio at Maverick Center with Wayman Brothers Construction. And these guys call us and they're like, yeah, we know you're struggling for money. Really? Like you have no idea. Like they have no idea. All they know is we're taking their clients, we're taking their listeners, and we have far more total viewership and listenership than they have. So I get it. We're competitors. That means you won't come on our show. You won't come on our show. You know, Kanai says, hit the like button. Appreciate that. Salty Drunk says, amen. Uh, Jaron uh, Echo says, preach, Teddy. Agree, Teddy Wayman. Um, you know, uh, let's see. Ron Nolan says, Monty, the last short you rolled out was Alpha, True World for Men. You never looked more Spartan. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, I thought that was a good short. Uh, it's because media in this city is soft. Ben Anderson is really the only one who will get close to asking the hard and tough questions. Yep, I take some credit for Ben Anderson, too. 1320K fan, the sports leader. Uh, let's see. Uh, welcome, Amber. Raphael says. Teddy says, welcome, Amber. Um, Amber says, I'm a tracking pro. Yes, you are. Okay. You should probably be a bail bonds woman. Uh, Jordan says, yeah, and running a franchise, you don't want to reveal those things. It's business. That is why the Jazz are one of the best franchises in the league because they don't air dirty laundry. Well, I wouldn't say they're one of the best franchises in the league. Yeah, I think that's a bit of a stretch. But... Um, I think talking about the financial drain of the All-Star game is not a bad business decision because I think the tens of millions of dollars that they have poured into the arena alone, the marketing for the game, the you know just the hotels and the infrastructure, just the food tab for the All-Star game, like it's, it's, a, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. Uh, Jordan says, I love that you guys do your show on YouTube. I think it creates a better outlet for our fans to find different information. Yeah. 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 I agree. Severe says, Monty, uh, what would be your dream interview? Anyone that you would like to sit down with? In sports in total? Uh, man, I have no idea. That's a tough question, man. I mean, I I'm passionate about politics. I would love to, to sit with Joe Biden for 20 minutes. Uh, I would love to, you know, but I, I don't know that I, I, I don't know that on our show, I think Donnie, I, Donovan would be great. Um, you know, but I've talked to so many people around Donovan. It's only, it you know, the funny thing about the summer was Donovan didn't talk to anybody, but his people were not hard to get in touch with. Um, same with Rudy's people didn't never, you know, didn't get to talk to Rudy, but man, his people were like calling us, texting us like. That's how we knew, like the funny thing about like this thing on Twitter last night, we were talking to the people directly involved in it. 
Yeah. Do you understand that the jazz people that we talk to, the sources we have at the jazz, they called us. Yeah. And they call us regularly. The people in Rudy's camp last year texted us, called us. People in Donovan's camp called us regularly. We knew because we were talking to the people directly involved in it. Yeah. How do you think we knew that Kyrie Irving wanted to go to the Lakers? Come on, man. When, when the original Spence calling us hacks on YouTube. How do you think we knew that Kyrie Irving wanted to go to the Lakers weeks before anybody else did? Sorry, folks. That's what it is. Because I happen to know somebody who works in the direct center of that situation. And you know what's funny? And this is me being a child on some level. But I just think it's funny that in this town, if you're not in the cool kids club, you're not credible. You do bad work. I agree you're with that. You're a bad show. You're not. Don't I listen to them. That. If you're not in the cool kids club, if you won't play to the narrative... All right, you guys do a crap show. Like, I just think that's funny, and 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 I will. I'm going to keep saying this because in two years I'm going to reference. I said this today. We we will make this town come to us. It will happen. You will see it happen. I'm telling you guys today, it's going to happen. There will come a day where Ryan Smith won't have a choice because because the radio stations in this town are going the wrong direction. In my opinion, I'm not an industry expert. I've been I've been. You know, I've done radio. I know how the business works. And all I know is this little thing called an iPhone is where people listen now. People aren't listening to AM radio anymore. I got news for you. Yeah, I, I think it is. That's one of the harder things for people to digest is that um, I just don't think people understand. I just don't think that people understand how you operate in radio. It is very difficult to do the things you want to do. As a radio talent, as somebody that does a talk show, you have no control over what you talk about. Nope. Like if you listen to The Zone, who whoever speaks a critical word of the jazz? Nobody. Whoever speaks a critical word of BYU? Nobody. Because they're scared. They're, they're, like if you look at The Zone, who, who really runs The Zone? Well, the church does. And well, no, Monty, they're owned by Ryan Smith. And no, he has signed a, uh, what's called a uh, management agreement with KSL Bonneville, who is owned by the church. And so the church controls the narrative on the radio. And if it's not the church, it's Ryan Smith who went to BYU. So do you think they're ever going to say a critical word about BYU or the Utah Jazz? No. Who's going to say a critical word about Utah or, or the Utah Jazz? In on, God's name, in, image, and likeness. On ESPN 700, who's going to say a critical word about the church, Utah, or the Jazz? <coughs> N never. Nobody. Ever. Spence, I think people recognize that Spence, through his dad, has too many relationships that he's not going to get close to it. And I listen to Spence on a probably a two or three day a week basis. But you never get critical commentary on that show. I get far more RSL than I get Utah Jazz on his show. And the other issue is that guys just wanna guys just wanna chill and guys want to guys just wanna hang out and be like, okay, well, you know, um, yeah, we're gonna talk to this guy about this and he's great, and then we're gonna talk to this guy about this and he's great. And they just want to run down this list of things they talk about. That's not how you win at radio. One of the biggest fights I ever had was getting people in this town to go to commercial break on time. There is a formula in radio where if you 
if you sit back and just watch what happens, if you go to break on time and you start talking at zero zero right at the top of the hour, if you just start talking and you're on the air doing a talk show at zero zero instead of being in commercial break, mm-hmm. you get you'll pick up and they're called these little meters. It's called a portable people meter that measures how many people listen to your show. It's complete crap. You're not in control of how many people listen to your show. That's how you win. Nobody here does that. If you're on the air talking sports at 30 past, exactly 30 past, 4.30 and zero seconds, let's say, in the afternoon. Yeah. You're going to pick up a meter or two. Because why are you doing that? That's when people are in their cars. You leave work at 5 o'clock. You get in your car. You drive home. How many people, how many times have you turned on the radio, you turn on the zone, or you turn on Spence, and they're in a commercial break at two past the hour? Why? Why does ESPN Radio in primetime no longer do Sports Center updates? They have, like on Max Kellerman, Max Kellerman on his radio show does his own sports updates because they turn people off. Why do sports radio stations not do weather anymore? Because they turn people off. If I want traffic and weather, I'm going to KSL News Radio. Correct. I'm not going to the zone. Correct. But yet I get traffic on the zone. And I get I get stupidity. I listen to the I listen to Spence. It's flipping January. And I'm getting, oh, the general manager of RSL, the head coach of that the I don't want the head coach, I don't want a general manager of RSL talking to me about MLS football in January. I just don't. I want jazz talk. I want college football talk. He didn't talk about the national championship game. It's remarkable. We are less than a, 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 a like it was 90 minutes from kickoff. They're not, they're talking RSL soccer. <coughs> How's that pot? Yesterday, perfect example. We're driving home listening to the zone. And somebody tell Scott Mitchell what a flipping cough button is. <laughs> like, you're supposedly the biggest, baddest radio company in town, and your afternoon drive show can't use a cough button? He has got a hacking, gnarly <coughs> cough, <coughs> and he won't use the cough button. My God, help me. Like, it, this ain't rocket science, Come on, dude. Bro. Come this on. ain't rocket science, man. Like, I'm just, it's such a flipping turnoff in this town that we can't get the sports talk radio that we deserve. And you'll get all of these people, oh, AM radio's dead, bro. Has nothing to do with an AM radio. You know what it has to do with? The the phone, the, the cell phone, man. The cell phone. Can I ask you, how is it? How is it easier to find our show on a cell phone than it is to find Spence Checkets? How, man? You're ESPN 700. You have the national power of ESPN behind you. And we can't find you on a phone. <laughs> How do I listen to the zone on a, on a mobile phone? Couldn't tell you. This town is so dysfunctional because everybody's been here and they're comfortable and they're doing it the way they've always done it. To which I say thank you because you opened the door for us to take a good bit of your listenership I cannot tell you how many people that have advertised on the show have said, you know, we're just not getting response. Hey, we spend $10,000 a month on BYU football. We got zero return on it. And yet, what do we do? We're constantly sending them money, man. We're sending them clients. We're sending them customers. Which is you guys doing that, and I appreciate that. 
Dude, a lot. It's, it's crazy how many people spend money. Like Utah football is another one. I cannot tell you how many people have said, you know, I spent like 10 grand, uh, you know, partnering with Utah football and I did not get a single customer out of that. Yeah, wonder why. We don't have a sponsor on this show, whether it was Debrie Davis or Triday Trading or whoever you want to point to who didn't make money and wasn't profitable based on working with our show. And it's because we don't take long commercial breaks. It's because we talk local sports. We talk about what you want to talk about. We, you're a big part of the show. Like, and we have fun. It's not rocket science. It is not rocket science. Uh, let's see. It's not the phone or the radio. It's how producers use tools and you two understand it. Not saying perfect, but uh, personable is the key. Interactive shows are nice. Yeah. It's really difficult to get interaction. Uh, Amber says, Spence who? But Monty notifications come right to my phone. And that's the savage part about, you know, that's a great point, Amber. That's a savage part about YouTube. Like, you know, like I have, I, I mean, you know, I'm just like you guys. I subscribe to channels and, you know, car content, sports content. Like there, there's stuff that I like to watch too. And I get the notifications. You know what I really love? You know how every day on our show, like when the show's over, we'll put out like four or five videos, some shorts, some uploads. You know, we, we do that whole thing after the show. I love that YouTube kind of puts that into a folder for you. It doesn't say... Oh, this video, that video, that, like it, it says, oh, the Monty show uploaded five new videos. It's one notification you guys see and you're like, oh, cool. Let me go check that out. It's real easy. It's real yeah. smooth. It's a good experience. And that's what I think really matters. And it just, you know, I'm not perfect. And, and We're I, not and perfect. I, and I certainly don't have 20 years of, of, of experience sitting behind a mic. You know, I probably got six years now or something like that, you know, doing this show and some of the radio experience we have and everything. And and, and I can just tell you, like, it, it, it's not about doing a perfect show. No. But it is about being honest because you guys who listen and support this show aren't stupid. You're not stupid. You're not, you're not like, oh, yeah, everything's perfect in Jazzland or everything's perfect in Utah, even though Cam tours ACL. Like, you're not stupid. But I feel like so often in this town, you just get this kind of vanilla conversation about like Mark Harlan yesterday on the radio talking about how Utah's NIL program is one of the best in the country and we have three and a half million dollars in the pot now it's like dude you're not even close like with all due respect you've made great progress but you don't say you're one of the best in the country best in the state okay sure I'll give you that absolutely but best in the country is a bit of an exaggeration my guy and that's what I think happens too often so all of that to say, we appreciate you guys being here. We appreciate the fact that every time someone listens to our show, they usually listen for 25 minutes at a time. We really appreciate that, man. Like, it makes a big difference. And the, the best part is we don't have to guess at what our listenership is. We know it. We, the, yeah. how, how do you think we're able to say we're the biggest sports talk show in Utah? Because we know what our listenership is. And we know you guys listen for 23 minutes per show. We know that you guys yeah. hit the like button. Hit the like button. All right, a couple more comments, uh, then we got to roll. Uh, Mr. E says, I don't listen to the radio since 2017, probably. Yeah. Yeah, radio yeah. listenership is down. It's not the phone or the radio. I read that one, my bad. Brent also said, hey, when you two going to get us lotto tickets? Yeah, how about that? I think it's 100 in, what is the, me it's the Mega Millions this time around. I have my tickets, by the way. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, the Mega Millions jackpot is a, I want to say it's 1.35. Uh, it is 1.35 billion. Um, there was a single $1 million winner. The cash option, let's fantasize. 
The cash option is $707.9 million. So you're walking away with about $400 million. It's pretty good, dude. It's a good day's work. It's a good day's work. Oh, my God. Um, I think that's fantastic. And listen, it, I'm not going to lie. If, if, I, if I walked away with $400 million, because I'm taking the cash option, no of doubt. Of course, who's not? I'm putting I'm putting probably a hundred million of that into some kind of money making account. Yes, something that's gonna you know like a, a savings account, something that's just gonna pay me, and I can live off the interest of that, right? Then what I'm gonna do is I am going to do two things. I am going to build my real estate portfolio. Speaking of Amber Spencer, her husband's a real estate tycoon. Um, I would build my real estate portfolio. But then I am going to go into probably fast casual restaurant business. Yeah. I'd open a hundred super chicks. I'd open five guys. I'd open. That's where I would go. Mm -hmm. I think I would probably continue to do the show just because it's fun. Yeah. Um, I might try to buy something like the Utah Grizzlies or. I would know. definitely. I would love to run a sports organization or like. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I might try to do that and see what, how that all goes. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely become, I would get into business. I would, I would have buy and hold real estate. Um, I know exactly how I would do it. It would be Maui, I'd build a house for it'd sure. be Maui, Chicago, park city, probably multiple homes in Los Angeles. I'd buy and hold that stuff. And then, yeah, I would probably, I would probably find a plot of land somewhere up at an elevated position and build a compound and I'd have a 10 car garage. I'd pay somebody to come out and change the oil on my cars in my in my garage using my 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 wells lifts. and lifts and all that stuff. Absolutely yeah. I would. Yeah. No doubt about it. I, it would be I'd be a baller. 135 mil uh 1.5 1. 1. Hello? 1.35 billion. Yeah. 1.35 I said 1.35 billion. Yeah, dude. That's crazy money. Brad Turner gives us a $5 tip to say appreciate you guys. Thanks Brad. Appreciate you. Uh, yellow jerseys debut tonight with the Utah Jazz, Caleb says. Hey, I'm here for it. I think the yellow, I think the black with yellow is phenomenal. It's clean. Phenomenal. Caleb, plug yourself. Caleb's a blogger now. Yeah. Editor, chief of content, I believe it was. Chief yeah, editor what are you? Something like that. Come on, dude. Caleb. Come on, dude. Promote yourself. Let's go. Uh, Barozar says, oof, I'm late today. Suh, what's up? Suh, dude. Suh, dude. Suh, dude. <laughs> Mari Moore, is JC going to stay with the Utah Jazz? Okay, buddy. We, we've talked about it all show long. You're going to have to go back. He's not. Uh, if, you, if you won $1.35 billion. Yeah, the first thing I would do is I would, I would probably find a plot of land, build a house, get, my, get all my debt paid off, and then I'm with you. I would start a fund or, like get, my, or get my money into a fund that will make money. I think you – did you mean – so here's a comment from Brent Burnett. Tesla – Exla? I don't know what Exla is. I'm not sure what stock that is. Um, I'm so mad at my money guy. Dude, who? My God. Uh, Exla Technologies is maybe what you're talking I don't know. My money guy, I told him to liquidate Tesla and he didn't do it. And I'm in a, I am taking a bath on Tesla as we speak. Yeah. I am so upset about that. Hey, new member, Brandon Butler. What's up, Brandon Butler? Appreciate you. Let's go, Brandon. Brandon Butler, make sure you DM Jake and you get into our... And hey, yeah, Amber Spencer, make sure you DM Jake to get into is our she, exclusive... Uh, so this is something I just learned right now. Yes. Business accounts on Instagram 
are not able to be added to group chats. Oh, wow. So, Amber, you're going to have to create a personal account wah, for the group wah, chat. Wah. Can't add you right now. Sorry. Um, but, yeah, Brandon Butler, welcome, everybody. Welcome, Amber and Brandon. Yeah, appreciate you guys. Let's go. Appreciate you. Um, it's $9.99 a month to be a member of this program. That gets you exclusive content right here on our YouTube channel, but it also gets you access to our exclusive Monty member chat on Instagram, which during jazz games, BYU basketball last night, arguing over the best crispy chicken sandwich, super chicks. Yeah. Um, like we have had a great time in that chat. It's a great supportive community, um, but it also gets you early access to our merch. It gets you early access to our contests. Uh, I'm telling you. It's it's worth it. Let's see. Caleb Harrison says, editor-in-chief of Hoops Junkies blog. Let's go. Boom. Boom. Go check out the Hoops Junkies, uh, Hoop Junkies blog uh, with our editor-in-chief, Caleb Harrison. Way to go, my man. Proud of you. Uh, talking with Raphael says, is Zaire Wade still with the SLC Stars? He is not. He is not. Uh, Keaton Lyons says, hey, man. Hey, Keaton. How are you, dude? What's up? Good to see you. So, would you stop doing the show if you no, won? No. If you no. walked away with four hundred million? No, if I had four hundred million dollars, I would, uh, I would put some serious thought. In, I, again, I would buy land, build a house, and probably build like a really high end, custom, you know, studio. I would, I would do all the things you said, but I would want to keep doing the show. I mean, we, bro, like, wh why would we not? I would as well. Uh, I think, yeah, if I, I would build a compound and I would build a custom studio at that compound Yeah, and it would be amazeballs. Yeah. It would be amazeballs. Where yeah. would you live? I think I would live up in park city somewhere. <laughs> yeah, um, probably. I'd probably find some land, you know, Heber. I mean, the problem is park city just doesn't have that kind of space available yeah. in the land. So you would have to live in like Heber the pass up there. Or... Oh man. The pass up there by, um, guardsmen. You go guardsmen, then you go up and over into Park City. I can't remember the name of that pass up there, but um, where all the new condos are up on the uh, Deer Valley side, I could get. I a, don't know, if man. I could get a bunch of land up there. That'd be all right. You know, it's all good. Uh, let's see. Where is Zaire Wade now? I don't believe he's playing basketball. I don't believe he's playing basketball. Uh, Cody Strickland says, going to go back to sleep. Just too sick. Bye, guys. See you, Cody. Appreciate you being a member here. Lewis says, first thing would become a member, then purchase enough land on a premium elk unit to be able to get a landowner tag. Hey. Yeah. You see what I mean? Making venison, so that's brother. That's what I'm saying. Like, I just, I would want, I would want my own house on a nice little piece of land. I'm not saying I need some huge thing or monstrosity. You know, a couple thousand square feet, you know, garage, you know, um, I'd have to have a garage facility. You know, I'd want a gym. I'd, I mean, there's a lot that I would want. But I'd, I, I'd want an indoor basketball court. I would build a full at-home gym. Like, yeah. I would crush it. I would have probably a $10 million unit. And I would not I would not be sad about it at all. Yeah. Uh, Nameless Ghoul says, I'm getting Metallica to play a private show for the Monty members. Let's go. That's right. You should do that. Absolutely. Alex Chacon says, I would love living in Park City. I love their tiny downtown area. Yeah, it's cool. Me too. Lewis says, get better, Cody. Appreciate that. Absolutely. So it's all good. But hey, thanks to everybody who's a member. Um, love you guys, dude. You guys make this show possible. There, I just put the link in the comments. Consider joining the uh, show. It's $9.99 a month. Get you all kinds of exclusive content. Um, and before you leave, give us a, a thumbs up. All 142 of you watching. Give us a thumbs up. We've had like almost 1,700 views-ish on this show. 
We've got 107 likes. Let's go. Hit it up. Love you guys. Have a great weekend. Teddy, I'm watching you. I'm watching you. Jags are losing. Tom's winning. Tommy. 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 Tommy is not winning. Dallas is winning. It's all good. You guys, seriously, you're the best. Peace out. Have a great weekend. Say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.